Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds an every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, (laughs) to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. Well, shit. Shit, shit, shit. Get it out now. Let's Should not he, forget. Fuck, 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 fuck. There you go. All right. Let's not forget Kyle the coach, Duggan. So Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Good so. to see you, buddy. <laughs> all right, gang. Well, damn it all. That was just so, so rough. That was, I, I don't know. Did, did Hang on. Going into this game, did anyone know that Rex Burkhead was still in the freaking NFL? I didn't. I didn't. Rex motherfucking Burkhead. Yeah. <laughs> goes for 150. Yep. Has his best game all season. Of his career. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, his whole career. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like, th- watching this defense, like, I'm, I don't remember the last time I felt so helpless and so concerned and worried whenever we had to defend the opposing team. Mm-hmm. It was, we were getting pushed off the ball. Linval Joseph, I don't know where he disappeared to. I was at complete shock. I was shocked. Complete loss. This just wasn't the team that played last Thursday that played the Chiefs to overtime. It just wasn't. Yeah, we know that it was not the team because the whole team was on COVID. On the COVID reserve list. But at the same time, it's like, daggum. Like, their whole team was too, you know? I I don't recall us having quite such a Jekyll and Hyde team like that's really what this feels like it's you we get 
to such extremes of one side or the other. Like we either just, we play really good or just good enough or man, when we lose, like God bless, do we lose? Like, yeah, we go down swinging with it the is, loss it hard. is really rough. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what, what all to say about this. You know, I'll, I'll say this. The one thing that I thought was just kind of an interesting perspective that my dad pointed out, um, considering some wisdom Papa will yeah well he he said something and I was like god you know what you're actually kind of right and maybe and I don't know I'm probably not the first one and neither is he probably the first one to think this but when he thought it it was the first time I had heard it um with the amount of players that were in COVID protocol on both the Texans and the Chargers this is kind of like a preseason game with a lot of guys that are fighting for positions or fighting for money that don't have that opportunity. So there were guys that were really, really going for it. And the, and obviously I think the Texans might've just had better players on their, on their deep practice squad, you know, that they pulled up than, than we did. Well, I think it's a good, good point because I think the level of drop, maybe the level, level of drop off for them yeah. is a lot less than the level of drop-off for us. Which is surprising not, for the Texans. <laughs> it's just, I, I I didn't think, you know, we had some significant guys out. You know, you Very. Had, and you can see specific plays where if they were in, it would have been different. I'll give mm-hmm. you a very specific um, instance. It was a two-point conversion. Um, Justin was kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Kelly got into the end zone, turned around. He wasn't quick enough, and mm-hmm. the ball hit him in the leg, and he didn't catch it. Right. Yeah, Austin Eckler that. makes that catch. He's done it three or four times this season. Sure, yeah. It's just having the B or C squad in scenarios where he's used to having his A guy, and they just can't do it. Yeah, and but that's, that's just what it was. It's just not the excuse, though, because the Texans were on their B and C guy, too. And they right. still went out and hung up 41 on us. Right. So it's well, like, that's, and that's a loaded score because that last pick six was just, I, I wouldn't say it without. Okay. Really they was still a put thing. up 30 points, legitimately, sure, truly sure, sure. put up 30 points on us. They beat sure. us without that, that pick six. Right. So, sure. like, it's just, I, I, the only thing that you can come to is that we were not prepared. The game plan was not good enough. Right. And Telesco has not done a good enough job of making an, overall roster that's complete from backups all the way through mm-hmm. so that that's the only thing that i can i can blame it on because they we have a more athletic team more talented team that was out there they are down more guys than us on the covid list they had a third round rookie quarterback playing looking like a pro bowler because right. of the way that we play defense yep like i don't like i last week against kansas city we took the l and we were texting the next day, like all the positives that we could take away from it. Right. I have, and I'm not trying to be negative. I want to be a shamelessly positive. I want to be constructive. I just don't know what the positive to take away from this is yet. The only thing that we'll be able to know is if in a week or two weeks from now, everyone starts smacking each other around and spitting in each other's mouths and getting pissed off because <laughs> they lost to the Texans. Right. Then maybe you could say we learned from it. And that was the constructive uh, thing that came out of this, but, Golly, that was so hard to watch. It really well, was. And the other thing that was tough too, and I think one of the bigger things that as soon as this happened, I felt like our run defense just really fell apart even more so. 
was Drew Tranquil going down with the leg yeah, injury. Like right. he was the one kind of consistent player on that defensive kind of run stopping that was decent the last few weeks and was a part of those other, you know, games where our run defense was decent. And he he's he was gone and it was like the beginning of the season all over again where we were just getting just run all over and without Justin Jones being in there without some of these other guys being Joey in there Bosa. you without Joey Bosa you just see like Kenneth Murray should not be rushing on the edge anymore he looked so lost and had no idea couldn't bend couldn't get around anybody I was just I like you said I, I'm trying to find positives and we're gonna have fun in this damn episode I promise you that we whether are gonna we like have some fun whether you like yeah. it or not but <laughs> whether we game, like it or not <laughs> I want to forget that game like I I kind of wish I'd taken it I could take it back and wouldn't have watched it really it was just such a bummer I mean which was the worst loss was this Texan game or like the Ravens yes. game Texans Texans because we should have messed them up yeah. You can't lose to a team that's three and eleven. You just when you're a supposed playoff team, we mm-hmm. were in the playoffs as of that game. You the Baltimore Ravens are a good team, especially with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. You can't lose to the Houston Texans. Like mm-hmm. you just you just can't. Well, you can't. Yeah, I, I agree. We, you can't. I mean, but we've seen this season that there are teams that are getting you know beaten by other teams that they should not be getting beaten by. And part of that it has to do with the player availability, whether that's from injury or whether that's from COVID. Um, you got to have the right guys available or you have to have the depth to step up for those guys. And for us, the depth couldn't do it. Um, and it's an unfortunate thing. You know, we want to see these guys succeed. We want to see, you know, these up and coming players step up. You know, we want to finish strong like Staley has talked about. You know, we got to finish the season strong. And right now, we are just not doing that, unfortunately. Well, here's the thing that's promising, if you want to look at the plus side. Like, people aren't injured. These are people out a week and are going to come back and be themselves again. Where They're not going to be linked. If anything, they're going to get rest. So the fact that it's no longer in our control what happens sucks. That stresses me out, and it sucks. But I do think we're going to see, as long, God forbid, any more people get put on COVID that aren't vaccinated and are out 10 games, Right, we get a couple of these guys back. It's gonna be, feel like a different team. I just feel like we lost such. We had so many major guys not playing, and I know you compare. Oh, they didn't either. I don't, I don't really give a shit. Like we, our main players were not in there. Our, right. our, and that is why we didn't win that game. Right. That is why we didn't win that game. Should our backups should have beat their backups? Sure, but that I don't I don't care about that. That's I'm not taking the backups to the playoffs and trying to win with all of our backup squad. Yeah, but your starters aren't going to get to the playoffs unless your backups can show up and play a decent game. Well, they clearly can't because we yeah, need exactly. them back in order to do it. So right. we're on the same page with that. Right. I just I we clearly need to develop and get more guys in here that can step up and do it, or it just needs to be a better called game. Cause I like, they weren't, I didn't seem like there were a lot of adjustments made a lot of huge plays, like just massive bombs. They were that Mills was looking like just out of his mind. I right. just, I couldn't, I and mean, I don't think, I think it's hard for, you know, to look at Asante Samuel and be like, Hey, you're going to come back and you're going to be right where you were when you left off. That right. was unrealistic. Not going to be a hundred percent. Yeah. And then we lose Davis before the game starts. Like you're setting right. yourself up for failure and you're right. our whole secondary missed tackles all over the place that looked like the end of that Kansas city game. Right. It was just nothing really positive came out of that game. Really? Yeah. 
nothing except for well, Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson had had a great stepped game. Stepped up. Yep. Justin except Jackson fumble, played a great game, which sucks. <laughs> yeah, except for the fumble, which pretty um, much put the nail in the coffin. Pretty um, much. And Dustin Hopkins was making his kicks. So yeah, those Hopkins are positive. Is something that we're not spot. used to there seeing. So and it makes um, me appreciate the guys that weren't there. Like I missed Andre Roberts. That is yeah. a different kind of return yeah. when we have Andre Roberts in there. Right. So I'm just I want these guys back. Like let's get them healthy, get them off this stupid list, and let's go. Yeah, I mean, not having Michael Davis at the very beginning was was a kick in the nuts. And don't don't tell me that Derwin James is going to be in the game when he's just going to be on the sideline. Like, don't tell me that. Like, just say that he's out and have we'll him get be in, there. Like, we'll get into that later. What coach yeah. said, but he's it's it was a extreme emergency situation. Like, all people had to have gone down. Yeah, yeah there was no it. one else to go on the field. That's, that's why he was there. exactly. That's yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, looking at the current AFC playoff picture right now, um, the chiefs are currently the division leaders. Uh, chargers were, did have a wild card spot before this game. Then we are now sitting at the top of the quote unquote in the hunt, uh, list, uh, with eight and seven, but the Raiders are also just behind us with eight and seven. Um, so I, I think, there's only a few options now as far as us being able to make the playoffs. It's the seventh seed. That's the only option we have is a seventh seed. Yeah. That's that's we're not going to catch anybody else. We have to win out, win both games. And as of tonight, right now, as we're recording, the Dolphins are beating the Saints. The Dolphins are going to jump into that seventh spot. Mm. So we need the Dolphins and the Ravens both to lose one of their last two. And we have to lo- we have to win out. That's, that's well, how I think we get in the playoffs. I think it's possible Ravens play Tennessee next week, and then the Dolphins play... The Ravens play the Rams. Ram, sorry, Rams. And yeah. then the, the Dolphins play Tennessee and New England, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they, they have a tough schedule. Like, they're it, not they playing easy guys. They're playing people but, that are going to need to compete to try. They're not going to be sitting starters. Mm-hmm. They also know that they need to show up and win. Like they, Those are all playoff games for all three of our teams. Mm-hmm. All yeah. three of us have to win out in order to get in. Um, but yeah, we're not going to catch the Patriots or the Colts. Those guys have that wild card at sitting at nine and six right now, because I think they have all the tie breaks as well. So we're, we're trying to get that seventh seed squeak in and hopefully we get, get healthy. We need the Ravens to lose. We need the Dolphins to lose and we have to win out. That's the only way we get in. Let's, let's focus now on just winning out and then let that other stuff happen. Cause I remember there's yep. been multiple years in the past where we need things to work out. Like this is a pretty clear cut way to go about getting in like previous years it's been we need this and you need like a calculus degree to figure out how how we get into the playoffs <laughs> it's pretty clear cut win out your games and these two teams need to lose one that's it that's where that's where we're at there you yep. go well we'll see how how the saints and the dolphins game goes here live on the show i'm sure the game will end before before we finish so we'll at least have some idea on how possible that is with the dolphins um but got to Got to try to stay shamelessly positive, guys. I mean, there's still a chance. We are not out of it. We are not nope. out of it. There's still a chance. All right, gang. Well, now we need to talk about another podcast that is on the fan-sided network, and that is the Knuckleheads podcast. NBA veterans Quinton Richardson and Darius Miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth-tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no foul. 
The Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players past and present to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. Hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles, they've had guests on that include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So go on over to the Fan Sided Network and check out the Knuckleheads podcast. All right, guys. Well, we need to we need to bring up the positivity here. This All was, right. uh, let's go. Come on, let's channel to... back in. Charger chat. We still got to shut out the playoffs. Right. Got to beat these two sucky teams, and we're in. Let's go. Let's go. You know what's going to be beautiful is when it comes down to us beating the Raiders week 18. <laughs> we go into their house and just bad baby, bad baby, yeah, and we're in the playoffs. In their own let's home. Let's do it. Has yeah. to happen. Um, so to bring up some of the energy, we need to talk about uh, what just happened. It was Christmas. It was freaking Christmas, everybody. Oh, Popo Shisho came and visited all of us. And uh, what did you guys uh, get for Christmas? I got a guitar. I guess it's a midlife crisis. I've never played a guitar. Um, I told my wife I wanted to learn, and she, she remembered. Guitar. Wow. Yep. So I got what an kind? acoustic guitar. Acoustic cutout. I have no idea what that means. Nothing fancy. I've, Perfect. I found. I know two chords now. I'm working on transitioning back and forth. So it's hard as shit. My fingers hurt, but I'm loving it. Dig Good. It. Any what words of encourage? Any words of encouragement for Kev? Let us know in the comments. Yeah. 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 Any oh. YouTube videos I should watch and learn how to play some sweet, <laughs> there you sweet go. licks? Let me know. Yeah, I'm sure there's some guitar players out there listening right now. Um, yeah, well, well, Doc, tell me about the statue. I saw some statue on Twitter. What was that? <laughs> so this guy. <laughs> coming in hot i imagine i imagine that this is going to be justin herbert's eventual hall of fame statue <laughs> hair flow yeah he's going to grow out the beard his flow is going to be out of this world um so <laughs> it's just my dad saw this statue of zeus and took it to a uh trophy place and had them put bolt up <laughs> At the bottom, awesome. and I, I freaking love, love it, and it's the only one Dude. in existence right now. So yes, I've got a bolt up Zeus what for my cool gift. for me to look at right over here. Yes, I'm, good work, Papa. Well, dog, good work. <laughs> How about yeah. you, Kyle? What what was uh what came under your tree? Yeah, I got I got uh, wife got me some clothes, but my the coolest I think the coolest gift that I got was from actually from Wool Dog. Wooly sent me. Two cards, like uh, football cards. It was a Justin Herbert rookie and a Philip Rivers rookie card. It was, it was sick to see. Like on the back, it had all of his NC State stats. Mm -hmm. So that has gone in the office. Got it away <laughs> from the kids as fast as possible. And yeah, I just I thought that was a really cool, unique gift. So thank you, Bulldog. Yes, Gem Mint Ten, baby. Nothing but the yeah, best for my sent, boys. He sent me that too. The brothers yeah. Duggan both got those. I was very, very pleased. Yeah. Thanks, um, absolutely. No, it, it's, uh, you gotta, we gotta remember. I think that's one of the things we have to take away from this game, folks, is we gotta remember to be thankful, thankful yeah. for what we do have. Like right now we've got just right. freaking Herbert who is, and we're, we're all pissy pants. Cause we're in the playoff hunt, right. you know, like last year, these games, this was over. We, we were, were hoping done. for tanks so that we could fire our coach and have a higher draft. Right. Yeah. That's where and we, we were win the last year. four games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't yeah, quite so go right, that way either. <laughs> no, right now we still got meaningful football. Yes. Our fate is in other people's hands, but we're still every Sunday is exciting and it's let's go win this game still. Right. So hopefully we get some people back. That's right. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's never a walk in the park with the Chargers. It's always going to be gut wrenching excitement, just you know, from start to finish. Yeah. And uh 
and and we we've got that, so we can be thankful for that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I hate to bring it back down again, but um, <laughs> get back into I'm COVID not thankful news. for. Yeah. yeah. Um, Screw so, COVID. So yeah, COVID is continuing to just ravage this team. Unfortunately, whatever, <laughs> whatever stuff that they've put in place to try to prevent this. It's not working. It ain't working. <laughs> we no, got to no. revamp. We got to take a step back and look at this because uh, Daniel Popper tweeted out that the Chargers added to the COVID-19 list. Defensive back, Chris Harris Jr., cornerback, Michael Davis, safety, Nasir Adderley, safety, Elohi Gilman, edge rusher, Amike Igbule, offensive line, Senio Kelametti, and defensive lineman, Andrew Brown. Dude, the thing that... The thing, that's, the thing that stressed me out a lot is that, you know, before the game started, it was um, Michael Davis had an illness and they said he was questionable. Right. Yeah. He wasn't questionable. No. He tested positive for COVID. Well, yeah. maybe, he so was, what the, maybe he called them and he had like symptoms like, hey, I'm, I'm no, not he was the, No, no. They said on the broadcast that he was there warm, you know, there at the facility and he just yeah. didn't go out for warmups. So they didn't let him on the field. So this what tells me is that I'm seeing a lot of these names in the position group that he's at. He was on the plane with everybody. He was sick then. I'm scared that there's going to be more people to the list in the next couple of days. Yeah. So it's just, I hope it these sucks. guys are vaccinated so it's a five-day deal because we're coming up. We Tuesday is the last day, I think. Tomorrow is the last day to get the five days or whatever, the two tests to be able to do that, the four days or whatever. So, dude, crazy. This is the year of COVID. It's like, this new strain is so contagious. It's not really making any of these players really sick. You saw us Austin Eckler talking about yeah. it like he felt fine. Um, it's just that they're getting it. It's just so contagious. So, right. And it's happening across the league. I think in this one weekend, we've had 400 positive cases in the NFL, which is like Adam's more than horrible. last year. All yeah. of last year, there was 200-something cases. Exactly. So wow. at this rate, we're most of the teams aren't going to have any players. Doesn't so, matter who. The, the, when it comes down to the playoffs, it's going to be who who can avoid COVID the most. Exactly. Who hits it at the who? It's crazy to think, but who gets it at that the little sweet window where right. they can roll in? You know, if they can get into the playoffs, they're not dealing with it in the playoffs. They right. all already got it, and they have exactly. the antibody, and now they won't get it again. Hopefully, that's yep. the hope. That's the hope. It is absolutely the hope. Um, Fernando Ramirez tweeted out that uh, Chargers coach Brandon Staley says wide receiver Mike Williams, uh, Nasir Adderley, and Chris Harris Jr. are out this week and added to the COVID list. Unvaccinated is yeah. what that means. <clears throat> that is what that means. Hopefully Whoa. those are the only three. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we well, can that's, only we need, we need Derwin back clearly, and we need Asante to hopefully have gotten some of the rust knocked off because we're still looking at a lot of those guys that played last week not making tackles are going to be on the field in that secondary. But here's the deal. What we need healthy is our defensive line and our exactly. linebackers because right. just the Broncos are going to run the ball until you stop it. So right. we need those deep. We need Justin Jones back. We need all, we need that Joey, Joey. Bosa. We need to have our defensive line back in place mm -hmm. to be able to shut down this team because the DBs are, they're secondary right now and get it. They're yeah. secondary right now. <laughs> See what as you did far there. as importance. <laughs> um, yeah. Shut yeah. Up, Kyle. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving over to the press conference sound bites. Uh, Coach Staley on the game versus the Texans. Uh, this was a challenging week. I loved the way that our guys prepared this week. We didn't play well enough today, but that doesn't change the way that I feel about the about them. 
Uh, this is the tough side of the NFL. It didn't go down today, and that's what I told them. It's been a fight this entire season for us, and it's going to continue to be that way. Dude, I, I was thinking about this earlier. We're the fourth down team, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to take it right to the end and get into the playoffs. We're that fourth down. We're going to go for it on fourth down. That's going to be that last game of the year. You see what I did there, Kyle? I do. Not yeah, quite I as did. good as your yeah. secondary <laughs> joke, but you're welcome. Good. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> um yeah uh, the the one thing that he did say in in the press conference that i i at least respected uh and i respected a lot of what he said but this just stood out to me as far as what it was that he said he was like i didn't coach well enough today which was like i mean i i don't know the last time i've ever heard a coach say that like just straight up say i didn't coach well enough today this was me this was on me this was my fault like yeah, we had some players that didn't do it, but I didn't coach them up. I didn't, you know, scheme it correctly. So I have a respect for a coach that doesn't just say, yeah, we missed some tackles or we didn't make some kicks or we didn't, you know, make the connections or blah, blah, blah. You know, just saying what we didn't do right. It was more taking some of that blame, taking the ownership of like, yeah, that was that was on me, guys. So I, yeah. I just, I liked, I liked hearing him say that, you know, not that I want him to say it, obviously, but like, accountability he's holding himself it's, accountable. it's the accountability yeah. aspect right. of it that's which, clearly what happened that, that we couldn't stop anything couldn't yeah. stop rex burke had to save our lives um staley on derwin james jr not playing despite being active uh he was just there in an emergency only he was there in case we got cleaned out he was only going to go if there uh go out there if we didn't have anyone else to put out there so i guess <laughs> Yeah, wow. he was the well. That you look at the roster and all the guys yeah, that can't we're play, so like depleted. Just, there was no options. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of shows you where our team was last week, this last game. Like, guy that probably wouldn't wouldn't have made the fifty, you know, that that suited up that game was suited up mm-hmm. and might have had to play. So, you know, I I still, you know, uh, it's not an excuse, but I think our bet. You can say whatever you want about the Texans, sure. But our best players are not on the field today. And you can't, with the way this team's set up and built, you're, we're not going to win games without them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, whatever it is that's going on with this hamstring injury is, is better by this next game, man, because we, we need him. I know he's not going to be 100%, but a, a 75% Derwin has got to be better than anybody else that we're going to put sure. out in that position. Sure. Um, and then Staley on... Uh, Slater on finishing the season strong. Uh, we've got to lock in on next week. It's all we can do. You can only dwell on the past for so long because next week's coming and we've got to be ready. Now it's even more important that we finish these last two games strong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they got to come out and show something different because you lose one more game and it's just season's over. So pretty we, much you yeah. have, you have it hundred percent. There's no way. To win one game and get in because the Ravens and Dolphins aren't going to lose the both both of their last two. So, mm-hmm. um, and even if they do, they have the tie break on us already. So we, we got to win both. I mean, we have to win. Yeah, we have to win. Have to win. All right. Well, if you want to win, go on over to chargerchat.com and check out some of the sweet <laughs> merch that we have over there. Um, and also chat it up with other Charger Chat members and, uh, and, Places that you can ask questions for Ask Bold Fam. This is the first time we're going to be pulling a couple of questions from the uh, chargerchat.com website for Ask Bold Fam. So if you have questions and you don't have Twitter or Reddit, you can go on over to chargerchat.com and send out a sweet, lovely question. 
And also uh, with the website, um, keep an eye on it and join because we may in the future, granted we have them, an instant reaction, we may bring on somebody from the website mm. real fast in the moment. Bring them on. Let's talk Charger football real quick after the victory. So, and we're going to be reaching out to people on the website. So go join and we'll, uh, we'll, uh, you may be getting a link in your inbox. Mm, there you go. All right. Something to look forward to. All right, gang. Well, next on the list is fan focus. Let's see who, which fan we are bringing into focus this week. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus, and we are here today with Aaron from Oceanside. What is going on, Aaron? What's up, Kevin? How are you? Good, man. Good. I I feel bad because we scheduled this three weeks ago, and we were looking at the at the schedule. We're like, man, this is gonna be awesome. We're gonna be like talking about how great the win was. And what just happened? So my apologies to you for that. <laughs> we got coveted. <laughs> <laughs> we got coveted. We got the vid. Yep. Uh, no, I was hoping the same thing, but you know, looking at the playoff the playoff picture and whatnot. As long as the Chargers handle their business, the Ravens losing one and the Dolphins losing one seems pretty realistic. So I will stay shamelessly positive with you guys <laughs> this week. I love it. Yeah, that, like that's the most simple of like when we're in this situation. Usually, this is the most basic of scenarios where where you need help. It's not like five teams need to do this and then this needs to happen and then that. So it kind of, we'll see. Right. Fingers, cr- in, fingers crossed. In 2013, didn't we need like Geno Smith of the Jets to like beat the Dolphins or something it, like that? Like just and like three other stuff. teams. Yeah. 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 So this is a little clearer. I wish we weren't in this situation, obviously, but hey, we're, uh, we go for it on fourth down. We're going to go on fourth down in the season. I guess that's just how it's going to go. Big balls daily. Um, big balls daily. <laughs> taking it to the wire. Um, yeah. All right, man. Well, let's find out. I want to learn a little bit more about you. I know we met at a tailgate a while back, but let's let's uh, let's find out about about you and how you became a Charger fan. Well, um, I was born in 1990, and growing up uh, all throughout the late 90s, like from when I can remember, from like the mid to late 90s up to the early 2000s, my dad was always a huge Charger fan, and nobody else was in the family with him. So around 2000, 2001, when I was 10 or 11 years old, he started taking me to preseason games um, because it was a little little less energetic and I was a little kid, so he didn't want to expose me to too much craziness going on. Sure. And I enjoyed it so much. In 2003, I think we went 4-12 and 12 that season. He started to take me... Um, he took me at two regular season games. I believe it was the Bengals when they had Carson Palmer and the green Bay Packers when they still had Brett Favre. Oh, shit. And even though we lost both games as a kid, as a 13 year old back then, I had a ton of fun. So the off season came, I asked my dad, Hey, can we get season tickets? Um, or can we go to more games? So my dad brought up, well, why don't I think in my dad's mind, he's like, let me use this as an excuse to get season tickets. Cause he's always wanted to, to go to a game. And now he's got a buddy to go with. Yeah. So uh, 2004 rolls around. We have season tickets. We're not expecting Jack Diddley from from the Chargers because it's just, just they've sucked all the previous years. But the Chargers had that amazing 12 and four season. My family started to jump on the bandwagon, like all my other family. That nice. oh, suddenly they wanted to be season ticket holders too, and it became a big family event. And we've had season tickets all the way from 2004 all the way to now, and haven't uh haven't skipped one season. It's been a been a blast so many good memories that's awesome well this is a good question for you then like the the differences between qualcomm season ticket holder and doing that vibe versus where we are now at sofi like because you were you've been into games at both what what has it been like for you okay so i'll break this 
I'll, I'll break this down in the in the in the two things. Tailgating, I think Qualcomm blows SoFi and StubHub out of the water. Yeah. Tailgating at Qualcomm Stadium was so easy to coordinate with friends to get into the stadium here at SoFi. They try to control every little movement you do, and it's quite ridiculous. I've seen videos and heard from some people I know in Thunder Alley that they, they've threatened to revoke their season tickets all because they weren't following exactly what those parking Nazis were saying. Whoa. It's, it's pretty rough, but once we get in, of course, we always have a good time. All the Thunder Alley family, we park right outside of Thunder Alley. Cause we like to take up a lot of space with our beer pong games and whatnot. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but Qualcomm definitely is the best for tailgating, but in game experience, you cannot beat SoFi. You go in there and it's you're basically at a EDC concert, you know, it's yeah. or EDM concert. It's amazing. Um, so it, you know, if we could just combine Qualcomm and SoFi into one, yeah, I would be so happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's fun, man. It's a great environment. Charger fans are starting to show up more and more as the season goes along. So, you know, what what are your I guess my other question would be like, what is your biggest memory? Since you've been a fan, you know, you've had season tickets since, oh, was it, oh, four till now. What's been the biggest thing for you as being a Charger fan? Like, what's my best memory? Best of, memory. Of a game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have to say it was 2008. With Charger, we, we barely squeaked in the playoffs. That's the year that uh, Ed Hockley screwed screwed us against the yeah. Broncos, I think week two or three. Um, which by the way, that was my wife's first ever game when I first oh. met her. She got to oh, watch no. so she got to watch dysfunctional Charger fans. Okay. Setting <laughs> uh, up for the future. Yep, I'm just prepping her. But yeah. um so yeah, we got screwed that year by Hockley. So we the entire year I think all of us Charger fans felt like we had a had a, a bone to pick with the entire NFL. When it comes to that last game against the Broncos, I think we beat them like 50 something the they barely scored. We whooped their ass on prime time yeah. on the division. And then we play Peyton Manning and the Colts. They come into our house, the eight and eight chargers and the game is tied and it's going in the halftime. And the part I don't think you can see on TV is there was a mist or a fog that was going onto the field. And that's around when POD dropped their, uh, that was like a couple of years after POD dropped their charger anthem. Charger song. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. And the entire stadium was doing the chorus of that song during the commercial break. Chargers were on the field. Uh, Colts were on the field for kickoff. There was a mist or a fog going onto the field. And the entire stadium was singing the Charger anthem together. And that's probably my most amazing memory of ever attending a game. That's amazing. It's those things that you don't get when you watch it on TV. It's like the the energy and the vibe is just a totally different different experience you feel like you're just one huge family in there during game day it's amazing like politics doesn't matter nothing matters it's just we're all charger fans together yeah i love it man well you know i think a lot of our fan base uh could use a couple hugs from people so it's you know tough right now we don't have control of our destiny as we were talking about to start so what what are your hopes um what do you want to see us do these next couple weeks um to just not only win but like to to right our minds as charger fans you know what i mean like because it seems to be a, a vibe right now you know what we all we've always known when we lose we're we're uh we're done for we don't deserve anything when we win we're going to the super bowl yeah the truth is somewhere in the middle we all just need a uh, my name is Darren, so I'm going to say relax, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Yeah. We got a pretty good shot. We need to get past the Broncos. I, I know we had Chris Harris, a couple others, all go on the COVID list today, so they're going to miss this weekend's game. Yeah. But keep in mind, 
the Broncos have the douchiest quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And they had they don't have much of an offense. So we got Justin freaking Herbert. Just get past the Broncos, fuck the Raiders, and I'm pretty sure the Ravens are going to lo- drop at least one. And Dolphins, they might be losing right now. I don't know. It's 5:30 on Monday night. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that happens. Just get that out of the way right now. Yeah. So uh, you know what? We got this. We've been in way worse situations. Go back to that 2013. We needed a ton of teams to lose the last two weeks. It happened. Uh, 2000. Um, I want to say 2008 when we went eight and eight, I believe we needed the Broncos to drop their last three or four games. And they dropped all of them, including one game to the crappy Raiders. So don't ever write off the chargers. We know as NFL fans, all you have to do is punch your ticket into the playoffs because to get to the Super Bowl, it's not all about skill. It's a lot of luck. You have to have balls bounce your way and whatnot. So we could be a wild card team. You never know what's going to happen. Just punch your ticket into the playoffs. And Herbert, primetime Herbie, come on. Like, we got this. Let's go. I love it, dude. You just got me pumped up. I feel uh, reinvigorated after that. That was, that was a good halftime speech. I'm pumped, man. <laughs> now let's uh, let's get our players back from COVID. Come on, baby. <laughs> let's go. Let's get those off the off the list. So, Aaron, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing with us. And uh, look, forward to, look forward to meeting you in uh, Thunder Alley again, playing some beer pong. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're coming to the Bronco game. Stop on by. Fingers crossed. I'm trying. The baby just came, so that might have been kiboshed, but well, fingers oh. crossed. I know. Okay. So, um, but yeah, dude, it was a pleasure, pleasure chatting with you, and uh, let's let's do it again soon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, heck yeah, Aaron. Doggone it. Like we are somewhere in the middle. All right. It's it's not you know abandoned ship, and it's not we're totally Super Bowl bound. It's just hey, we're still a team. We're still competing. We're still out let's there. Sit, let's sit back and do what we can do. Is that support? Right. Yeah. yeah. We got right relax. now. Relax. So nothing we can do. R-E-L-A-X. Let's right. just right. relax and go beat the Broncos and get a little excitement, a little energy back into the Charger fan base. Get all of our guys back for that last week and go whoop some ass in Vegas. And then, you know, we'll see. Hopefully we know by then what's going mm-hmm. on. But these two weeks, big two weeks, we're going to know a lot more in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Two, two. I mean, th- these are the two most crucial games now to for the Chargers to even have a hint of being in the playoffs. So whew, let's see how it goes. But uh, Aaron, thank you uh, for chatting with my man, Pleasure, Kev. Man. Love having you on, buddy. Um, and now it is time to go on to the next segment. You know him. I hope you love him. It's the Craig <laughs> Experience. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh, Craig. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Okay, folks, we are going to try something a little bit different today. I think in the psychology world, this is what is referred to as a sandwich, uh, which basically means that we're going to start off with some positivity. The meat of that bad boy is generally like the not so great stuff. And then you get that nice little bottom layer bread as well. I'm more of a brioche guy myself when I do have bread, which isn't very often. But when there is some sweet, tasty brioche available, I do like to avail myself to it and I'll partake of some every now and again. Uh, that said, where are my manners? CC Brody's, the biggest of salutes. Holiday salutes to you and to the rest of the boat fam. What is going on? And welcome to this uh, therapy sesh of sorts in this edition of the Craig Experience. So let's start off with Christmas. Mine was great. 
had a fantastic time with my family. My kids got pretty much everything they wanted, which was nice. And they even broke a toy or two within the first eight hours, which means they thoroughly enjoyed it. And now daddy has to replace them. But hey, if you have little kids, you're used to this kind of thing. If you're looking to have them, prepare yourself because it is one of the joys of parenthood particularly if you have boys. So don't say your boy didn't warn you. Um, other than that, my wife had a fantastic day and uh, the family was here and they did me a huge favor because them being in town stopped me from going to NRG Stadium and witnessing that S show. So thankful for that too. And again, that's just how we're going to start this thing off with the love and joy of Christmas and the wonderful, wonderful Christmas spirit and everything that abounds in regards to it. Because, hey, can't take that stuff for granted. Now we have to talk about this game, the meat of this bad boy. And oh, it's probably a triple decker, but we got to do it right. So look, we lost to Shane Falco and company. Let's be honest with it. They smoked us. Nobody expected it. Uh, and the vid is not an excuse because they were down more guys than we were. And as a matter of fact, they had cats come in off the street and they still wiped the floor with us. Oh, look, this reminds me, I'm going to have to take responsibility for Mike Davis going down before the game because uh, I might have put a little bit of bad juju out there. Uh, Saturday night, I sent out a tweet saying that we weren't out of the vid woods just yet because they test up into game day. And um, apparently that's what happened. Mr. Vato tested positive for the vid. And um, we got to experience who, buddy. Uh, a whole lot of Devontae Harris and yuck. That wasn't good. And I never have to see it again in my life. Uh, hopefully we don't have to anytime soon or ever again. Uh, Alohi Gilman, mm, nasty work, particularly in regards to tackling. Not a good day for the kid. And Mr. Kenneth Murray, K-9, I-D-K. I don't know what they're going to do with him moving forward. He's like a man without a home. No matter where they put him, he's a liability. Hopefully, you know, he figures something out here at the end of the year. Going into the offseason, they can, uh, you know, exhaust whatever resources they can put into helping him acclimate to this defense because you can't have another first round situation, the likes of Jerry Tillery out there. And by the way, please never again line up Kenneth Murray next to Jerry Tillery, especially on running downs. The Texans saw it and probably laughed just before they snapped the ball and ran right at them multiple times. To the tune of Mr. Rex Burkhead, by the way, who was looking like 2010 Peyton Hillis. Y'all remember that dude, right? Uh, buddy who had that really good year with the Browns. And so he ended up on the cover of Madden and then uh, went MIA. You never heard from him again. Yeah, that dude. Uh, Rex, 31-year-old Rex Burkhead, I believe. Out there, 150 yards rushing? And that was only like the Texans' second 100-yard performance of the season, which, uh, is not the type of stain you want on you as an organization. Like, this game was just nasty all the way around, and there's no denying it. One team showed up, the other didn't. Uh, look, uh, let's talk about the offense, right? Because we just kind of gave it to the defense a bit. Uh, Jay Herbal had two back-breaking interceptions. The first one was definitely on him. 
There's this issue with him in cover two that hasn't been figured out just yet, but he struggles against it. Um, he was trying to hit Palmer on the backside eight on that play, and um, he was just a ticker too late throwing the ball to him. If he gets that out sooner, that's six and an easy six at that. Um, he's still an improving quarterback, second year guy, and we love him. And for all the amazing things he does, he's not perfect. And he still has some flaws and things that he has to work his way through. Cover two just seems to give him problems. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll figure it out. It was just another one of those games where it came back to bite him again. And that second pick, look, y'all know I'm the New Orleans native guy. Uh, I told y'all at the beginning of the season, y'all did not want Jared Cook. Every game, he looks older and slower. And I told you that there's this thing with him in the clutch where if you're counting on him for anything at all, it almost never goes right. And ta-da, miscommunication, pick six. Isn't this the second time that happened this year on a throw to him? I could be wrong. I think so. My memory, I don't know. Maybe I mentally blocked that out of my head. But look, uh, uh, they were able to move the ball offensively. It's just that the Texans were able to keep them off the field with heavy time of possession because they could literally do whatever they wanted to do. Run the ball. Uh, Davis Mills had all day in the pocket, little to no pressure. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there were several guys missing and Staley couldn't get super exotic with his uh, defensive scheme because if you don't have the horses on the back end or the front end, you start getting super fancy and queued up front, then you expose the stuff on the back end and it could have been uglier than what it was. And hard to imagine that game being worse, but it could have been, believe it or not. Uh, I mean, it's hard to find rays of sunshine in this, but this is the shamelessly positive podcast. And that is what we're going to do. You better believe it because this is our team. We're going to support them and back them up. And that also means finding the good in what otherwise is a complete and utter crap show. Okay. So moving forward, let's get to this bottom layer of bread, that sweet, delicious bottom layer of brioche. Just sometimes I'll just like eat a piece by itself. I don't even need anything on it. Just it's delectable. I love it. It's so tasty. Um, so, he, yo, for real, folks, we're not done. There are two division games left. I mean, got the Broncos on deck and then the Raiders. And that game against the Raiders could very well mean something. So don't give up on your freaking team, man. Uh, look, you could be a Jets or a Giants fan. And your season, though, at this point, wasn't mathematically over, could have literally been over like eight weeks ago. So come on now. Um, we're looking at a team that's over 500 that still has an opportunity to make the playoffs. We've kind of been here before with not being able to control our own destiny. So we know what that feels like. Team just has to go out and perform. Hopefully we get some of these dudes back off the list. I'm sure we will. Mike Will won't be one of them, but that's a whole different conversation. And we are not going to broach that right now. Uh, so again, People that performed well in the game, because there were some. I mean, you had Justin Jackson signs his one fumble. Uh, the dude performed admirably, uh, more than so, in replacement of Austin Eckler. Uh, over 150 yards all purpose. So when Eck comes back, hopefully they can go ahead and get a nice little rotation of him and Jackson. And we know Jackson's a super talented guy. That's never really been a question. It's always been about durability. So hopefully he can hold it together and stay on the field. Maybe they can open the offense up a bit at the end of the season here and going into the playoffs where they utilize both of them sometimes at the same time on the field. So 
Let's see how that works out. Then you got Josh Palmer, who had a pretty good day. Guy just keeps getting better, making good catches, running fantastic routes, and he's going to continue to improve as a wide receiver for this team. So anxious to see where his career trajectory takes him. And uh, I think it'll work out very well. You know, I'm a fan of his. And then last but not least, uh, Mr. Dustin, Dustin Hopkins, kick man, three for three with the 50 yard. We ain't taking that for granted. We are not accustomed to those. So, hey, thank you, sir. And we appreciate your service. And just keep it going. Let's not have this kicker thing be an issue again for a long, long time. We pray. Thank you, dear 33-year-old bearded Jesus. Please let it be. So look, folks, outside of that, end of the year is here. Let's support our team. Stop saying crazy stuff on Twitter about your coach. It's nasty. Cut it out. I've seen some of those comments. Be better. It's football. It's a game. We're all invested and we're passionate about it. If anyone knows that, your boy does. Because after games like this, typically I'll punch a hole in whatever is tangible within my general vicinity. And my wife will get mad at me and then I'll replace it and then we'll move on with life. So if anyone can get through it, well, I'm sorry. You can get through it if I can, because for me, most oftentimes when we have experiences such as the one we had on Sunday, it doesn't go well for me in my house. Take it for what it's worth. Anywho, let's keep it pushing. Oh, guys, my question for this week. Who do you think this team is? Was Sunday an aberration? Or do you think, and let's be honest, a lot of it did have to do with depth. But what team do you think we are moving forward, I guess, is the better question. What level of consistency do you think we'll see in the final two weeks going into the playoffs? Do you think they can keep it all together outside of the vid and little injuries here and there? Do you think that they pull it together and finish the season off 2-0? So I guess in a roundabout way, the real question is, do you think they finish the last two games 2-0? Let me know how you feel about it. And I always want to know, you my guys, I appreciate your opinions. So from your boy, Mr. Bullganger Don't Bang, you know what it is. Mr. Flight Deck, Charger to the Game Weekly over on YouTube. Check me out. Come holler at your boy. Till then, catch you on the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye. Well, thank you for that delectable sandwich there, Craig. We yeah, appreciate yeah. it over here at the Charger Chat. I also uh, enjoyed brioche. Yeah, yeah. it's very nice. It's, it's very, very nice. oh, it's very, very fancy. It's, it's pretty hoity-toity uh, yeah, bread, yeah, if fancy, I must say so. <laughs> yeah. And you're the bread. You're, you're the bread boy, right? I know. So. I, yeah. and I know. You know I, I know. Good bread. Sorry, bread it. man. <laughs> bread man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bread I, I can be the bread boy. I don't mind being a bread boy. <laughs> I'll, be your, I'll, I'll be your bread boy. <laughs> I'll be your bread boy. Um. All right. So this team. Who are we? What are we? What? obviously we're a good team when we're healthy (laughs) when we're not it's questionable i think it's clear for me i think we're the team that almost beat the chiefs on thursday night i think that's our team i think we're also the team that beat the chiefs at the beginning of the season i think we're that team i think this is a weird aberration week where we had so many guys down and we were just exposed on the defensive line and our linebacking on just getting scorched on, just torched on the run. I think that's what this week was. So I think you get a couple guys back, change up how you're going to game plan. We've already played the Broncos before. I think we can go win these two games. 
it's all going to come down to who is available. If we're strapped again and hurting all over the place, it's a crapshoot. But if we get a good amount of guys back on defense, I think we'll be okay. I think we're that team from Thursday. I, I don't know. I don't know what I still, it's, it's kind of frustrating. Uh, at the end of the day, like Craig said, I'm going to support this team. I love the team. I'm not saying we suck. We're doomed. This is a curse. I hate our coach. That's not what I'm saying. Fire everybody. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just really still don't know who we are because it's so inconsistent all year. I mm-hmm. mean, we played great against the Chiefs, but we took an L. We played good against the Bengals and we got a dub. But a couple weeks before that, we played like crap against the Vikings. And we play like crap against the Ravens and we play like crap against the Patriots. So it's like we have great games and then we have bad games. And then we have great games and then we have maybe a couple bad games. It's just there's there isn't any consistency. So to tell you like confidently, yeah, we're gonna go two and zero and make playoffs. I I can't. I don't I don't know. If we show up and play our best football, yeah, easily we could beat both of these teams. But if we yeah. sh- we could easily lay a dud too. So like do I have a lot of confidence in us going 2-0 and and making the playoffs? No, but I'm going to support the team in any way that I can for us to, to, to believe that that will happen. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I really still don't know what team is going to show up every Sunday. From a coaching perspective, um, when, when Staley is being posed with this situation of having to basically kind of scramble because the when we find out that these guys are inactive it's i mean immediate and you got like two days to prepare for something completely different with different players Mm -hmm. do you think that now that he's because this is the worst that it's been all season as far as having guys unavailable from COVID. oh yeah, yeah do you think that he's learned from this and he can prepare better for the next game or do you think he's just like i gotta still work with what i can and i i'll try to put some, you know, lipstick on this pig and shuffle it out there and try to make it work. But uh, Jesus, I don't know. There's not, there's not enough time in the week to be able to come up with multiple game plans. Right. They're like, you can't have a, this is my first game plan, but if a, B and C get COVID, then we're going to have this game plan. But if Mm -hmm. D, E and F get sick, then we'll have this game plan. There's just, there's not enough time in the day to be able to do that. So it really is. There's no way around it being a scramble. If guys hit the COVID, uh, hit the COVID list, but it, it it's just, it is a simplified version of everything. Mm-hmm. As soon as backups move in, everything gets simplified. Play calling gets simplified. Um, being able to take risks gets simplified. Blitzes get simplified. Coverages get simplified. Everything just becomes very vanilla. Um, and that's not, that's not where we, when we're at our best. Mm-hmm. Everyone talked about this whole off season leading into this season that we're best when we're multiple and we can show you one thing and play something different. You can't do that when you have guys that don't play in. They can only do one thing. Mm-hmm. There's no Derwin James out there to be multiple with. So um, we just get very vanilla when we're when our depth is 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 hurt. So yeah, we weren't our defense is not good without our studs in there. So do you think that going into this next game where we already know that there's going to be some guys that's that aren't going to be able to play, having at least a week to prepare for that? Do you think that that's at least a benefit in some way, or do you think Staley yeah. can? Oh yeah, getting guys, getting guys off. You know they're not going to play on a Monday. You have plenty of time still to game. They haven't even met as a team yet. Mm-hmm. It's still just coaches in the office game planning right now. So mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely a benefit to have to know right now that Chris Harris, that uh, Mike Williams, and who was and Nas are not going to play. Mm-hmm. That's a benefit. I mean, it sucks, right? But it's better than them going 
testing positive on a Thursday for sure. Losing right. Mike Davis right before the game. Right. right. Yeah. So, so having something like that happen so close to game time really just throws a monkey wrench into, into the right. whole game plan as far yeah. as like, now you're expecting, I don't even know who played in his position to be honest with you, but whoever it was, you can't expect them to be at the same level as Mike Davis. No, and so you everything can't, you, just gets, you can't totally run, you can't run man. I, that's probably was their, was their goal. Mm-hmm. We're going to go man to man. We'll say Asante and Mike Davis are going to take away their ones. We'll get everyone in the box and go make big plays. Mike gets hurt. You can't run man to man when you don't know who the hell is out there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, everything could get, could have been swapped right there at the beginning of the game. But gotcha. yeah, it sucks, but we still yeah. honestly still should have won that game. Should have like there's no excuse for not for not winning that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, hopefully just now now that we know how bad it can get for losing guys on COVID, having some time to try to prep for this next upcoming game against a division rival. Yeah. Staley can show off some of those Wunderkind attributes <laughs> and, and really and bring it uh this Sunday. So all right. Well, Craig, that was kind of a longer answer than I think we all expected, but thank you uh, again, as always, for coming on and uh, dishing out these delicious sandwiches again. I love it. it while we're talking about it, it would, Popper just tweeted, Austin Eckler, Tavon Campbell, and Joe Gaziano have been activated off the COVID-19 list. So we're getting nice. players back, boys. There we getting, go. Getting a it's a start. It's a start. I'll take it. All right. Well, thank you, Craig, again. And now it is time to go on to Ask Bolt fam, let's start with Ask Bolt fam. <laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. Oh, hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Both are hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, you boy. All right, gang. Well, now it is time for Ask Bolt fam. And there were there were a lot. There were quite a few. <laughs> some uh, sauce. Some so saucy there, there were some saucy takes out there. And um, I just want to say for, for Ask Bolt Fam folks, if you can, pretty please, it's called Ask Bolt Fam. <laughs> I want to be asked something. I don't want this to be a, a, a place to, to vent your feelings and, and emotions, your raw sense of emotions. If you want to do that, I recommend going to chargerchat.com and checking out some of the forums <laughs> over there and chatting it up with other Charger Chat members. Get some takes. Because I think you guys have a lot of really good takes out there. I think you guys make a lot of really good points, but it's not really Ask Bull Fan when there's no question mark <laughs> in any of those questions. So, um, and if you have a long take, just bury a question in there. Just yeah, it in there. squeeze a question in there. <laughs> I I don't mind it if it's long, but just keep it keep it tight, keep it tight, and keep it with a and make sure there's toit at least like a tiger, toit like a tiger, and just one little question mark. So please, that's all I'm asking. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's start this Ask Bolt Fam off with CD, aka C Yeah. Certified. Who asked the question? When watching nature shows, how do y'all feel about the prey escaping the hunt, but then the predator not being able to eat? Such a roller coaster of emotion, like being a Bolt fan. Let's hear it. I, right. I always root for the underdog. I always root for Absolutely, the prey to yeah. escape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you're not eating? That sucks. You should have gotten him. Too bad. Maybe that's why I'm a better game plan. That's a Charger fan. Always rooting for the underdog. Yes. I mean, we typically tend to be that. 
Yeah. <laughs> is it like the one the one that I really don't root for is those crocodiles and alligators because they're assholes and you yeah. just get the cute they're little sneaky. thing by it's the water. And water. they're just like, ooh, let me just quench my thirst. And just yeah. ooh, I'm a little yeah. thirsty. And then you're dead. Surprise, uh, dinosaur. <laughs> Dino- <laughs> dinosaur. Dinosaur attack. Yeah. Thanks, alligators. You suck, crocodiles. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. That's uh that's our answer, C D. Thank you. But for yeah, that. the chargers should be hunting and we shouldn't we shouldn't feel bad about I know, about that's them. what's crazy. When I first heard that, I was like, yeah, the Chargers should have annihilated the Texans. They should have been our prey, but they got away. They scampered off, and we sat there Eat hungry. their entrails on our tummies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, CD. That's our answer. Thank you for asking the question. Yeah, thanks for, yeah, thanks for joining us for the first time, too. Yeah. Big time. Let's move it on now to Gavin Gibson, who asked the question. That wasn't the result we all wanted or expected, but don't give up, old fam. It's not over yet. It'll be harder to make the playoffs, but it's not impossible, especially the way that this season has gone already. Shins up, everyone. We can do this. Bolt up. K, love you. Bye. Yeah, Gavin, it's absolutely, you're right. It is not impossible. It's going to be harder. <laughs> we we've talked about the path required yes. to get there, and it's reasonable path. They're yes. still they're the Dolphins did need win, to lose. They, they did, did win. Tonight. The Dolphins did win, we but it's okay. They still got two okay. games, and that's games. probably the one team that I'm most think that they're probably going to lose one of their upcoming. They've games. won six in a row now, or seven in a row. That's not helping what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but um, dude, the Dolphins started <laughs> one and seven, and they're now eight and seven. No, fair fair enough. Um. I don't know where to go with this because I'm kind of in okay. a corner. I'll, um, I'll, follow, I'll, I'll follow up. That's okay. Again, this is an example of a beautiful non-question that we love and appreciate, but a question at the end. And then we can have a little, a little bit more question. dialogue. Yeah. yeah. A little question. Just a little question, one. Boo. Doesn't have to be a long one. Just a little one. Okay. That's all, that's all we're talking about. <laughs> but uh, we love it, Gavin. Thank you for, yeah, for Way to be shamelessly us. positive, my Yes, guy. to be shamelessly yeah, positive. It's not possible. We're going. Yes. All right. Let's move it on to another one. Okie doggy. Who asked the question? Do any of you fellas listen to music leading into a game? And if so, which songs do you end up playing the most? Also, what do you guys do in case of a loss like this past week? Do you play inspirational music, watch a movie, drink, etc.? And fuck the donkeys. <laughs> Donkey. Don't kick. Um, I got my I got mine locked and reloaded. If you want to hear them, let's hear them. I got answers to the, both of these. Okay, um, fire away. I, Good questions. My, I, I listen yes. to this while we're getting ready to roll. Is Foo Fighters? Um, all all my life, all my life, I've been searching for something. Something never comes. I just want to murder something when I hear that song. So that's my. And you get up on your couch and just watch, just by myself, just head banging. I really need to start. I need to find more Charger fans to be in a room with. start a chapter of the Die Hard Bowl Club. I'm trying. There. I'm trying to get Wooly to move out here. I'm working on it because then he can mm. be sitting next to me and we can headbang together. Mm. Yeah. That would be interesting. Okay, and what's your follow up in case of a loss? Uh, I fall asleep and watch Brian's song <laughs> on my computer with my headphones. I on. go to bed. <laughs> the saddest football story of all time makes me yep. feel a little less bad about what just happened to my team. So, really so do you watch what what's your mindset when you watch Brian's song? Are you just like, well, thank God we're not that. Or do <laughs> yeah, you go like pretty much like <laughs> thank God it could no one be died. worse. Yeah. It's really like it could be worse. Wow. Well, Brian's song. That's really dark, <laughs> it could dude. Be worse. 
<laughs> really dark. All yep. right. Well, um, any anything different there, Kyle, as far as either what you prep yourself <laughs> yeah, or how do you very, pick yourself up? Hey, Macarena. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Almost polar opposite. <laughs> so Sunday mornings, I'm usually at church, so the music is probably some kind of worship. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Foo Fighters wanting right? to kill someone. Sure, I like it. Um, and then after the, the game, the I food. definitely need like an hour alone. Um, my wife interrupted that hour alone this week, and it didn't turn out well for our communication skills. Um, so yeah, I need like an hour. <laughs> that was so fake. What does that yeah. mean? So I came downstairs. The game was over. I come downstairs. Our boys are both napping. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have an alone, like some alone time to just process and think about what happened. Maybe text you guys and have some time to like decompress. And she came down and it just, I was still frustrated and things didn't go well. Okay. And I ended up turning into a cleaning the whole house. I took down our Christmas tree, took down all the lights, took, cleaned up everything. How many of those was, survived? Over. Spiral, yeah. <laughs> How many bulbs broke and ornaments smashed in you know the process? What? We'll find out next year. <laughs> <laughs> Open that box and just yeah. remember that. <laughs> Texans if none game. of the lights turn on next year, there's broken bulbs as of Sunday. <laughs> Thanks, Houston. Thanks, Burke. Yeah. Wow. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I got to go into it, you know, with Thunderstruck. I have to like that. I'm dry. I tip. I always watch the game with my parents if I can. You know, if I'm not at the game, you know, watching it in person, I'm at my folks yeah. and enjoying it with my dad. And uh, I'm listening to Thunderstruck on the way in. And on the way out, it's just silence in my car. I'm just driving That's home. Probably just the like, best. yeah. Just what do you. I? I'm thinking about like my grocery list. Like, what do I got to get? Yeah. Like, what do I got to pick up? Let's move and, on. Yeah, let's let's just you got to just you try s- to think of something else. Last year, when shit was really down in the dumps, I remember you sending us a video. You driving, sent us a very listening. funny video. To well, what because was the song that was um, Mad World. <laughs> Like, yeah, the Gary you were in your feels, and yet there was like dark and like the sodium vapor lights were moving over your car. Yeah. You're just like, and I find it kind of funny. Yeah, you got to find a way to laugh, folks. You got to find a way to to you know put on a comedy or something. Just try to yep. remind yourself that it's not the end of the world, and yep. you know it's. it's you no, know, it okay. also works. Man on fire. With Denzel Washington, he kills a lot of people, and it's pretty entertaining. Mm. Um, so that's that'll get it'll pump you up a little bit. Okay, yeah, we're talking a lot about killing people. Yeah, a lot of murder, <laughs> a lot of murder, a lot of let's death, and uh, some, apparently that makes Kevin feel better. Yeah, let's so. do some inner <laughs> self reflection here, Kev. Maybe later. That's there you creepy. go. All right, Okie doggy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Patrick Morgan. Maybe later. <laughs> it's a revenge story. Revenge. Patrick Morgan has a question that goes like this. How do we stay shamelessly positive? I put up my flags and banners and filled the shot glasses and tried to fight the curse, but it seems to follow us everywhere. What rituals do we have to exercise the demons? Nay! Uh, yeah. I think I got to burn my Herbert socks. I think that no. might oh, be a no. problem. No, 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 no. Here's what I think we all need to do. We all need maybe. to realize that we have no say in this and that none of our superstitions work. Because if they did, we would have won I a disa- Super Bowl by now. I disagree. No. Because I'm doing the wrong thing when we lose the games that need to happen, Kyle. You're God. sick. Pull your head out. You're so stupid. Anyways. Pull your head out. <laughs> I think I think there needs to be some kind of definition and classification to shameless, shamelessly positive. Oh, I know, what, I know what happened. I know what happened. What? 
I got a California burrito. They forgot the guacamole. Motherfucker. <laughs> did it. That's what did it. <laughs> what about against the Chiefs? Did you have guacamole on your burrito? No, I didn't have a carne asada burrito. Oh. I'm so telling you, no burrito, no guac. We're so what about the Vikings? So we're two game. for two. Yeah, what? Let's dig a little deeper. Let's go what through these I'm pretty games. sure. I'm pretty sure there was pico on the California burrito for the Vikings game, and that also doesn't fucking work. Whoa! It's got to be a California burrito with just guacamole. Whoa, Kevin. We got Sunday, to the bottom of it. Before you leave the restaurant, you need to check. What's in no, the I'm going to go into the back and I'm going to watch him make my burrito. You're going to go properly. in the back. I'm going to hop I'm over the hop, counter. I'm going to stand into the, the drive through window. Yeah. <laughs> Charges are counting on you making this properly, bitch. Do it. <laughs> or you just make it at home so you make sure that's right. Oh, that'll throw everything off. That will <laughs> lose out if we you're do not, that. You're not understanding how this works. <laughs> you're going to throw everything off. <laughs> yeah. Blowing it, Kyle. I'm sorry. I don't believe in this superstition. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It, I, it's not bad juju, man. It it just. It's fun to think you have a say it is in it. Fun. But yeah, you I get what you're saying. But, yep. you know, wash your underwear. Uh, <laughs> Turn it around the right way. Yeah, yeah. Um, clean your socks. Clean your socks for Pete's sake. For everyone's sake. Yeah, we need a sake. fresh start. Yeah, eat healthy. Take care of yourself. Right. We don't need to do anything crazy. Yeah. And don't take let care them of forget the guacamole. Yeah. God bless you if you forget yeah. the guacamole. Always <laughs> add guacamole. <laughs> don't you do it. Um. All right, guacamole. Patrick Morgan. Thank you for Good asking question. the question. Great question. Let's move it on now to House of Hain. And shout oh. out to Scotty B sixty three. You guys. Both pretty much asked the same question, but I'm going with House of Hain. And it goes like this. I say, I say, we shit the bed real bad. Like, a really good, son. Uh, so good that there are no words. Coach, was it lack of death? I say, I say, Pep Hamilton's knowledge of 10. Uh, Smith's D that brought on this, I say, I say, ass beaten. We better show out for Denver. I need to see a win at the last home game. I say, I say, can't love you, bye. Are you going to the game, coach? Yeah, I'll be there with yeah. my wife and my boys. <laughs> oh, good. Did that, dude, I think that's the ritual. The Hillary Every Juju. time you've taken your wife, we've won. Hillary is very, very lucky. Ooh. She's a very lucky person. So we might need to start a GoFundMe to get Hillary <laughs> guys, to, there's no to the playoff games. But I'm bringing my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't believe in superstition, but my wife legitimately is very lucky. All she right. wins everything. She, she Whenever wins there's it. a raffle or something, she She'll wins win. it. Yeah, Always. and she knows too when she's gonna win. She like has this weird feeling. When we went to the Steelers game, we walked into the stadium, and she's like, "We're gonna win this game." And like crazy stuff started happening. We started playing bad. They came back. She's like, it, "It's okay. Like it doesn't matter. We're gonna find a way to win." She she knew without. She's like some kind of fortune teller prophet. How about, about them rituals now, Cal? <laughs> I know, but she she really is that lucky. If it works, um, it works. It works. It yeah, works. I don't. So I don't think the, game. the result. I think it was a lack of depth. I think our, our depth was very much exposed. Mm -hmm. um, this was like Adam said at the beginning of the episode. I'm sorry, Wooly, for those of you that don't know that his first name is Adam. Um, like, I've been like, Wool, Wool Duck. <laughs> <laughs> like Wool Duck said, gotta get out of here. It, it was a it was like a preseason game. It's backups versus backups, and their yeah. backups were better than ours. Yeah. They just kind of beat the hell out of us up front. Our defensive line is not deep at all. We know that. It, the whole beginning of the season, it, we had no ability to stop the run. And then we got a couple of key pieces back and it got better. So those guys got to be healthy up front for us to have a chance. Yeah. And it was weird too, because, you know, Braden and Forrest Merrill didn't get a lot of snaps. And when they were in there, they were making tackles. So I think it was also choosing just because you're a first rounder 
Sorry, I don't know why. Whoa, that was a good. That has some twang to it. First round, you always have to play. You gotta always play the first rounder. First rounder is first rounder. Does Shit. Okay, what were we going? Yeah, that threw us way off. I think we. I think I think he answered it. That it was just lack of depth. Crazy that sound for the ten seconds we were all talking at the same time, just saying ridiculous. And probably you, like you, making fun of southerners. The whole it time. opens a portal somewhere. Gosh, sorry to play anyone that we offended with those accents and impersonations. No, we never mean to offend here at the Charger Chat Podcast. But House of just Pain, Chiefs fans. yes, House just Chiefs fans. fans. Just House Chiefs of Pain fans. and yes, Scotty. B63, thank you for asking the question. Yeah. Let's move it on now to Stu Chains. Uh, Certified fresh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? What do we do here? <laughs> Who asked the question? Is losing at the half to a 3-11 team not an emergency enough to bring Darwin on? I was thinking the exact same thing. We texted I think it we in text, our group chat. Yeah. We texted each other. I feel like this is like a pull the rip cord, send them in. We need help. That Just that last people. series, right? After That's we scored it. that touchdown, we drove down. We needed a stop. Needed We're like, a just stop. throw them in there for three plays. And I know that we can stop them. Throw them on those those third and longs that like. Yeah. 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 Please. Like when they turn, when they make that happen, it's just like, come on. Yeah, it's just hard. You know, it's going to be like a Booby Miles Friday Night Lights gets just blown up. Something catastrophic. Yeah, that one happens. play he's out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's hard. I mean, as a coach, you know, Brandon Staley wanted to put him in there the whole sure, game. Sure, sure. Dying to, but it, now we have two games. Hopefully, with a fully healthy Derwin to go win. He better be fully healthy. I pray <laughs> to God he better, better be fully be. healthy. Um, yeah, we we feel you, Stu Chains. But uh, thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to Salty Sports Guy, who asked the question. It kept being pointed out today that we are the worst third down defense in the NFL. Obviously, that trend continued. What specific thing is the defense doing or not doing to be so vulnerable to third down conversions? It's the third and short. It's the distance. It's the down and distance. They're all third and, th- third and shorts. Uh, because our I, run defense I don't know, is dude, not very those good. Those third and longs were they were converting on sixes were, and sevens like like it was nothing yeah, or double yeah. digits, man. Like it was like, yeah. come on. It's just it's a weird feeling watching this third down defense. Like it really is because I have no confidence. I remember like at the end there of the game, I was like, we can do this. They it was like third and five. Like we got to yeah. hold them, and then it was just like a quick little slant, easy catch. Not like like you were saying many episodes ago. Like the way that we're playing these coverages it just opens it up for first downs like mm. it just feels like there it's just these dump passes just like these really quick easy you know passing catches that are they're killing us and it's stressful it is stressful um i don't know then i don't know well, i mean yeah there are some conversions of those medium to long but i think the season long average being low is because our run defense is bad because yeah, they get I, into I think third you're definitely right about that yeah yeah, it's uh, it's tough to when you can't stop the run and they only have a couple of yards to get. It's like, yeah, they're probably going to run there. it. Yeah. yeah. So salty sports guy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Bubba Duke 84. 
who asked the question. How is Staley's defense worse than Gus Bradley's? Giving up more yardage and TDs? Uh, it's a it's a head scratcher. That is for sure. It's uh, I don't know if it's has. I mean, I don't know if it has. I'm. I feel like I'm trying to come up with an excuse, and I'm not. But at the same time, it's like it's his first year with the team. I we've got guys that get injured or get on COVID, and I know that this is a full year that you're looking at right now or year to date, as far as having worse D as far as yards and touchdowns that we're giving up, but. I think in general, like the the secondary play is better, and you know, not this last week was was brutal, but leading up to this week, our secondary play has been better in general in terms of like giving up big plays. I just remember like getting torched all the time in Gus Bradley's defense with the cover two, uh, cover three. Um, so like, I think it's just like you we had talked about earlier, like the run run defense is just brutal. Right, like they well, got to figure out what this is and why yeah. this is happening so easily. I think um, it's hard. The, the take of our secondary is 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 really good, and our run game is not good. We don't know because if our run defense was good, teams would throw more, but they don't have to because they can run the ball. Right. So, like, if our passing allowed yards is low, that's only because teams don't have to do it. They're just going to run the ball on you. So. Um, I think we're feeling the pains of going to a too high safety look. Um, it's just the reality of what it is. When you go too high safeties, you bring somebody out of the box, teams are gonna run the ball. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't I, I didn't know that the stats were that close or that bad, um, as far as in correlation or in like comparison to the Raiders. Yeah. Um, but it sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't I'm Let's just stop comparing to other coaches. I, I mean, why are we going to look at, hey, Gus Bradley is better? I, it doesn't matter. This is our team. This is who we got. We're not playing good. We know that. And he needs to get better. Coach right. knows that. Coach knows that. And it, I don't know. It, it It's hard to give an exact pinpoint as far as to what the reason is or how it's happening. But it is. So I know that the coach is aware of it. He there's no way he can't be aware of yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah. It, you know, you got to trust that they're going to come up with a game plan and get better. There's still two games. Maybe, maybe, maybe it can shift maybe more. Right. in the right direction yeah. as far as uh, the stats are concerned. But, Bubba yeah, Duke, but thank you. Not, it's not encouraging as far as where we're no. at right now, but we it's have not. faith that it'll get better. We do. You got to have faith. Bubba Duke, 84. Faith, the faith, the faith. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Staley's Nuts and Bolts. Who asked the question? Fresh. Fresh. No. No. I love this team. I love this team. Even though they suck sometimes. Free agency is so tempting. But we still have some time. Can you answer me a question? Why did we let Hamilton go? And now what do you know about Joe Reen? Little Frozen. I love it. A movie I fucking hate. But hey. (laughs) (laughs) Anything for you, Staley's Nuts and Bolts. So um, why did we let Hamilton go? And what's going on with Jerry? I don't think it matters because our quarterback is a pro bowler starter. Yeah, quarterback play is not the issue. Not even close to the fucking issue here. He's still... He's still breaking records. He's still one. He, joked, he threw for three hundred thirty yards last week. 
Right. He's about to break Phil's touchdown record in a single season. Like, right. We're not, uh, not to come across as like, dude, what the fuck? But no, the defense, <laughs> it, it, the quarterback well, play is not, not the problem. Bro. Yeah. It's no. not. Yeah. I, Pep Hamilton is not, uh, you know, Shane Day is doing a, a hell of a job. Yeah. Yeah. Pep Hamilton is a great coach. And we've right. seen now back to back season where he took a rookie and for him. has led them to play successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. But good I for don't, him. hopefully, but our, it's a. Our, our quarterback play is not what's keeping it. Maybe he'll coach the play. Jaguars, maybe. There you they, go. They should give him a head coaching job. Let, let something happen. Yeah. Down yeah. There. I mean, he's clearly at least a rookie quarterback whisperer of some kind. Um, and as far as Joe Reed, I mean, did we, I can't remember, did we let him go and is he back on the practice squad? I feel like that was the situation that we let him go, but he's still kind of hanging around yeah, I, <laughs> in the hallway think, somewhere. I think he's play. He's. I don't think he's going to be on this team next year. I don't think it's really a thing. Oh uh, yeah, as far as next year, no, I don't. No. I doubt it. Yeah, if he wasn't, if he wasn't pulled up for this game where we had so many guys out, I don't think the likelihood of him They're ever playing making his French way back up. and some yep. of these other guys, Bandy, that, yeah, yeah, Bandy hadn't even really. They weren't drafted. Yeah, um, Joe Reed was, and he's yeah. not there. I think that says all you need to. Yeah, he's on that. the practice squad and it's kind of stuck there. Yep. So there you go. Staley's nuts and bolts. Thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to JV, who asked the question. Here's something I don't understand. When the Chargers beat a really good team, nobody says anything. Hoo-ha! But the moment we lose to a bad team, everyone and their mother wants to talk shit about the Chargers. Oh, well, I guess. Bolt up. Valid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when we win, that's a fluke. When we lose, it's like, yeah, that's the Chargers. It's expected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wait. the thing with this game, I think everyone, including myself, thought we were going to walk in and it was going to be a nice, easy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Easy oh, yeah. like Sunday oh, morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't easy like Sunday morning. No. Man. It and was... it just makes it makes the, the reality set in even harder and yeah. harsher than yeah, yeah. losing a close game to the Chiefs when... That's a perennial team that's probably, you know, we should be battling with. We shouldn't lose teams to games like this to the Texans. So yeah. that's what I, I see why people talk shit. And a lot of people are like, you know, trying to be positive about it and being yelled at for being too negative. And then people telling them not, to, I, you can't tell me how to be a fan. There's I no way, there's no way to, you. there's no way to correctly act. No. React <laughs> how you want what's best exactly. for you and being a fan and in the longevity of your, fandom that's how you should react don't who cares what other people say yep yeah there you go jv thank you for asking the question moving on now to lexi m who asked the question to be on the positive side even though the game did not go well this is our first season with this team and staley has already shown he is dedicated to doing the best we could be last year and have Lynn make excuses and blame players, but we don't. We have a coach who dares to care and take responsibility when things go wrong and give credit to the players when things go great. That's <laughs> what a true leader does. Also, remember, we should get everyone back this week for Denver, which means they should come out fighting. Go get that W. Okay, love you. Bye. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think the one thing that I'm I'm seeing people hating on Staley now after this, like, no, guys, that's, no, that's, that's not, not it. it. That's like, not the no. move. Yeah. That's not it at no. all. And people saying some pretty, like Craig had mentioned, some pretty awful shit. Like, I yeah. just like these are the these are the same fans that want to talk crap to new Charger fans. 
and like good like just stop just stop being a fan right it can't this can't be fun you're not don't, enjoying it just stop watching the team right well don't <laughs> don't don't fight with other fans over yeah. like whether you think they suck or not like that that doesn't help anything really no. like <laughs> it's just we're we're all on the same team so let's let's act like it god damn it <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i think I, I'm. I think we should be thankful to have Staley. I think Staley has shown to be very aggressive. Um, has helped Herbert get to where he is in this season, where he's about to, like Kevin just said, break Philip Rivers' all-time you know season touchdown record in his well, second year. And I think, <laughs> I think honestly, like we put a lot of money and effort and and all that resources into making our offense better, and our offense is really good. Mm-hmm. I think next year when we have a lot of extra money and a coach Daly our coach that's a defensive minded is going to start what getting, he wants. Yeah, get right. the guys in that are going to be able to bring that level up to this offense's level. I right. think that is what we're going to happen, what we're going to see. Right. People trying to say, this is just my point of view, people trying to say Telesco's done, Telesco's gone. Telesco's not done, Telesco's not gone. He might be. I don't think he's I, gone. I, I think he might be. I'm not I'm not the one out there saying it, but I think he might be. I think Sunday exposed the lack of depth. And Mm -hmm. he's been the he's been the GM now for long enough, and we've not been successful enough. I think he very well could be gone. I just don't think that's gonna happen. I personally I just don't think it's gonna happen. Not in the middle of doing this this. Eight and seven. We're better than we were last year. We have a new coach. He's made good draft picks recently. I know people, a lot of people talk say I'm an idiot, but fine. I don't think those two guys are going anywhere. They just got started with this new coach in him. They're not going to, that's just not going to happen. Well, we know what happens. We know what happens when you feel strongly about something in free agency. (laughs) It tends to go the opposite. Those of you that don't like Tom Telesco are going to get what you want. (laughs) (laughs) We will, we will have to wait and see, but who would be your least favorite new GM, Kevin? Let's hear that because that's, that'll be the guy. I don't really have my finger in the GM search, okay? Yeah. I'm not really fingered into that, so just I don't, let, I don't know let, what the temperature let, is on just GMs. Just let Brandon Staley be GM head coach, yeah? There you go. Two Kyle, hats. I could smack you in the face. <laughs> All right. Hey, Lexi, and you thank you for reminding us to be shamelessly positive about uh, <laughs> everything going on. And start a fight between Kyle and I. <laughs> and Love and you, start Lexi, a fight between you. the brothers. Love it. Um, All right. Let's move it on now to Senora Snappy. Oh, uh, senora. Yes, Senora. Please, for the love of all things that are Chargers holy, what will it take for you all to band together for gameplay commentary? I cannot tell you how few shits I didn't give when the commentators kept gushing over Jonathan Owens, Simone Biles. Good God, y'all. Should we have, like, to see the same roster during the last two games. Like, what do you all suggest for Coach Staley to coach well? All right. Like, Caleb, you bye. Yeah. The Simone Biles was like, holy shit. Like, I get it. She's there, but like, come they, on. You God, were talking was, more about her than the guy that was actually making the play. That was the narrative. They found it and they wouldn't get oh, it. Oh, they out. would not let it go. That was like no. a dog with a bone. They just, you couldn't get it out of their mouth. Couldn't take it um, out of their mouth. Nope. Couldn't happen. But uh, hey, what advice can we give to Coach Staley to coach better? Um, who better than us, <laughs> <don't> right? <laughs> get, get get better players. 
put your <laughs> put your players in bubbles and just like practice on Skype and let's all be there without COVID. I, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Yeah. What about those suits or like the bubble boy where they're literally in a bubble and they can run around? I think that's a I'm sure very that's like, good practice. Is, uh... or, or just like <laughs> Ghostbuster suits, you know, like something with some kind of suit. We need some suits. We need some suits. With, with We're going to make this a sci-fi movie at practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think it's coaching. Or when does it become a bubble? Like, do you see playoff teams like just going straight? We're not seeing people of the outside. We're going to be in a hotel room together. You might. We're not doing anything in the playoffs. So question. What if the what does the NFL do if an entire team gets COVID? I think they, they have forfeit. to postpone the game. Do they forfeit? I think you're that's at what that they point said at now. the beginning of the season, but that's not what they've done lately. I don't know. So my question is: Do we do we tempt that fate? Do we get everyone in a room together, start coughing on each other? No, rolling. <laughs> no, I think they would cut. That would be a forfeit if we had that many guys out. Yeah, no, that's that's not the but, right move. But hey, you're thinking. Looking I back like it. now, we should have rolled <laughs> the dice outside with the, the box. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Kyle? I was saying that if you were going to do that, that that time is coming gone. If one of the last two weeks, those L's, you could have taken that L, everyone coughed on each other, the whole team gets COVID, and then we're all immune and we're ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. We're didn't. we not yeah. doctors or anything, no, but it sounds no. like it should work. Don't no. take any advice from us, <laughs> yeah. medical or otherwise. Yeah. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays <laughs> off. But uh... yeah, that was very much a DSP and the Ocho kind of thing. <laughs> Senior Snappy, thank but you. But she also, hold on, she also asked about us doing live commentary. commentary i mean honestly we have such a hard time like trying to sync things up we've had times where like we we've like kind of tried that and it's like one of us goes yeah and the other guy goes wait what happened like they didn't see it happen oh, yet yeah, so yeah. It, it's I tough when we're spread out like this if we were I think together we could, we could probably do it i don't know if it's going to happen this season i think it's something we want to do we just got to oh work yeah it, work i would love out. to do it it's just on the technical side it's just been tough to kind of get everybody synced up correctly to the point we'll that games we'll aren't we'll, ruined we'll figure we'll, I, I will tell you this i think there will be a live stream at some point in the future mm. and if you want to hang out with us while we say stupid shit that will be available okay imo this is news to me senora snappy you heard it See here that? first certified <laughs> all right thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to jerry boas certified fresh who asked the question <laughs> Do the Chargers need to add some veteran coaches to this young and inexperienced coaching staff? I love the old man voice. That was so perfect for that question. So many young people out there. You're all Did you say young buck in that? You voice. young buck. Um, well, I mean, I don't... That, I don't think so. <laughs> it's just, it's not like a, it's not a simple yes or no, I think. Um, you can add some veteran coaches, but you have to get the right veteran coaches. It's it's hard to bring in an experienced, been in the league a long time guy and him be humble enough to submit himself to a really young coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be really difficult because as you you've know, if you've, that. if you've been around older coaches and the newer age coaches, the philosophy is just very different on how you approach things. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a veteran coach, that can lead to a lot of frustration. So it's not always uh, a healthy work or a like 
just quick and simple, put some veteran coach on your staff and everything's going to work great. Mm-hmm. If you can find the right ones, yeah, it can be really helpful. Ron Meeks, who was the defensive coordinator for the Colts when they went to the Super Bowl, he coached with me at Del Norte High School here in San Diego. I was the vet- I was the varsity defensive coordinator as like a 22-year-old kid, had no business really doing it. <laughs> but his son, Quentin, was on my team. And Ron, because this, he had just gotten let go from the Chargers, he was the Chargers DB coach, he still had a year under contract with the Chargers and he wanted his son to finish school at in San Diego. So he was just retired, hanging out in San Diego, came on and helped on my staff. And he was my DB coach as I was the D coordinator. Mm. And he was the most humble, do what I, like we would have discussion and I go, coach, that's not really what I want to do with the team. He'd be like, okay, let's do it. So it, I just think it's hard to find those kinds of guys. Ron, to me, I learned so much from just the way that he was humble and allowed me to be a coach, even though he knew so much more than football about football yeah, than did I did. Did he win a Super Bowl? He's a, he was a Super Bowl <laughs> champion defensive coordinator. Here I am, a nobody. <laughs> but, so what do you think? But those Ron Meekses don't grow on trees. Not everyone in the game has that kind of um, humility. You bring in a veteran coach, a lot of the times they're going to bring in that much experience with baggage, with I know what's best, with all those types of things. So simply saying we need veteran coaches to help our staff get better, it's not always the case. Mm-hmm. When we, we do have a, some, you know, Giff Smith is a veteran guy. He's been there a long time. Like there are some guys there. They're not all just, you know, we have made jokes about how young the staff is in the median right. age, but um, it's not a bad yeah, thing. You, you, I think, Kyle, you have the best insight on that. So I that makes total sense to me. You just have to have a healthy coaching staff that wants to work together and is all about the better betterment of the team, not just themselves. Mm-hmm. If you get guys on your staff that just want to pad their stats so they can get a better job somewhere else, that's where things get unhealthy. And it, I, don't, I don't think that that... It doesn't matter if that's a veteran or a first-time coach. You just need guys on the same wavelength with the same philosophy that want to coach the same way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Just pulling up the website, Joe Lombardi, 15 years experience, Ronaldo right. Hill, 13 years experience, Darius Swinton, 11 years experience. So he's surrounding himself with coordinators that do have experience. Yeah, they're not How 60, old, 70 years about old. Like 30, 40 years of experience? We're talking about some old shit. Well, I just that said was, Joe Lombardi, fifteen years, Ronaldo Hill, thirteen. No, years. No, but what I'm saying is, how much older do we need? This like, question, when you truly like, what are we talking wise? about with veteran coaches? Yeah, yeah. We, we need like, some the from back in the AFL days, apparently, in order to <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> to yeah. be enough. Um, but hey, Jerry Bose, uh, thank you for asking Interesting the question. Take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting I mean, it's a potential fix. Maybe they'll look into it. Um, let's move it on now to JTEX33. Who asked the question? <laughs> Seeing that K-9 was terrible at the edge position, is there hope for him as part of our future? Also, how do you think ASJ did today? (laughs) Do you know what was shocking to me about the whole Kenneth Murray thing? Um, Drew Tranquil goes down. You don't see Kenneth Murray bump back in a middle backer position. They went to Ogbong Bamiga. Yeah. Well, well, that was something that kind of popped in my head as well. It's like, okay, well, you... Joey Bosa goes down. I mean, obviously, depth is an issue at that position. Right, right, you know, right. So you put Fackrell's Kenneth Murray out. in, and Fackrell was out as well. God dang it. Um, <laughs> K-9 goes in. Is it, Do you just keep him in because like there is absolutely nobody else that can even That's attempt to play that position? Maybe, but he wasn't doing good. So No, but it's like... It, I don't well, know where he wasn't drafted to do that though. That wasn't his no. position. No, but like when the position it, w- that you played in college really becomes available, 
they instead go with an undrafted guy in that position for the game. Yeah, but Adam uh, is saying a lot. Adam was saying, is that because there was no one else to put in the outside? Is it just like the drop off was that much to more significant on the, the outside? Lack of Bosa and right. Backroll. And and maybe that does play a part. I I do think that there is concern about the what what is what is Kenneth Murray gonna play? Maybe he's still hurt. Maybe that ankle thing that he was dealing with at the beginning of the year is still playing a part. But it doesn't, it there's no confidence in what position he is. It seems mm-hmm. like a scramble to get him on the field somehow because he was a first round pick. But is it that edge with what we saw on Sunday? That's not that, that ain't it. it. Yeah. No. Well, and I pointed out to you guys a couple weeks ago, like in the mic'd up. You know, he just doesn't seem very happy. That guy, like, yeah. he, you they did the Joey Bosa mic'd up, and he's like celebrating on the sideline, like praise the sun god and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you look behind him over his shoulder, K nine sitting there looking like we didn't just score a massive touchdown before the the halftime. Mm-hmm. So I think there might be something even deeper going on with. Kenneth Murray stuff and yeah he clearly doesn't feel like he has a place to get comfortable and get suited right. you know to be a really an asset for the team and that's not good because he's another first round pick so well who I, picked him Kev what Kyle what? I know I was about to say that shut up <laughs> <laughs> I not only I, did pick him we traded up for him but well he had <laughs> he had a really good rookie season when Drew Tranquil went down Playing and in a specific scheme. Playing in a very specific is, scheme. You're it right. It feels a little lost in this scheme. I think right. that's what the thing is. So I I think it they're needing to figure out how to utilize his talents maybe a little bit more. I don't yeah. know if that's if that's a simple it just task. Take, maybe it takes a year. Yeah, and maybe it takes a year. Um, but I mean it I I don't think it's necessarily that his head's not in the game. The camera's not on him twenty four seven. I've seen him I just felt, hyping I just, up the team. And he had Nwosu was sitting right next to him, and Nwosu wasn't celebrating either. He so. smiled. He was excited. Mm. I go back and look at that video again. You and there go was back something and look weird at it. When you look at <laughs> what Justin did, I'm talking about the throw, the one I understand. Where he got I know hit what you're talking like about. The best throw of the season. I understand. And he's sitting on the bench, not excited. And I think, in terms of a team chemistry and energy, you probably, if you're not worried about what you're doing and what you, you, your personal thing is, what the next series is going to be, and or you can get on the field. Like there was some grumpiness going on is what I noticed. Maybe I'm off base, but it was weird that that happened right when Herbert threw that massive, massive touchdown pass in, but the entire stadium exploded. Well, maybe he just got chewed out by his position coach. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe stepped on a rock. Who knows? Which also ties into the thing that maybe he's not doing so great and not really sure where he belongs. So it all kind of ties together. Uh, At the end of the day, K-9's going to be here next year. Uh, yeah, they're not gonna gotta find him. a way to use so them. they're gonna figure out ways to get them on the field some yeah. way somehow. So it'll be it'll be cool to see how they do it in the next couple of weeks as guys get healthy. Maybe you can get back in the middle a little bit here if Drew's too banged up to go full speed. Yeah, and as far as ASJ, I mean, seemed okay. I Rust. mean, the pass interference was rough. That was, yeah. It, he didn't turn around on that. I know. Dude, he, he's been out for a long time. I know. Yeah. yeah. You can't just come back and get back to game playing speed that quickly. So I think he had a couple in the beginning and then it kind of wasn't, he, we weren't calling his name later on. Mm-hmm. So I think it just takes, you know, hopefully he's warmed up and get ready for this next week. There you go. JTEX33, thank you for asking the question. Moving on now to the Echolizer. Certified Fresh. Certified Fresh. Who asked the question? So, Mr. Motherfucking Wooldog, this question is for you, my boy. If the coach and Kev were hanging by one arm from a cliff, 
Who would you save and who would you let fall? Oh, and yeah, before I forget, fuck the Raiders and fuck that pussy-ass Cam Hayward for punching our QB. I'm still not over that. <laughs> Same. This, this question comes up once every, like, five or six I know. episodes. Like <laughs> so, and it's always uh, me dying, so stop asking. I know. I know. So, uh, everybody, I would let Kyle fall, but... If it were up to me, I would sacrifice myself and let them yes. both live. So, but, but if you let's just, I'm sorry if you didn't hear. I'm, I'm happy if you are certified fresh, I believe. Th so this was one of the questions you. from the chargerchat.com site. So, yes. we are yes. happy to have you, but this is a little bit like opening uh, an old wound that's been healed. <laughs> I got awesome Christmas gift from Wooly, but now he just told me that he would kill me again. So, <laughs> so uh, feel free in the next four or five week equalizer to ask come the back. question again. Yeah, Keep that back. wound nice and open. Yeah, Kevin needs a couple of victories in his life. <laughs> <laughs> thank I'll you i'll take them wherever i can get them Echolizer. thank you the equalizer you certified fresh son of a bitch for asking the question <laughs> uh let's move it on now to robbie menendez robbie menendez certified fresh who asked the question how do the bolts respond to this kind of loss what are our biggest weaknesses and how are we going to overcome them? A lot on the line these next two weeks. Bolt gods don't fail us now. That's right, Bolt God. We need That's to right. get to that game. Get loud. Got to shore everything up and come out with the right game plan with the players that you have. It's what it sounds like to me based off talking to my brothers here this episode is got to work with what you have and you got and you got to make it work. The one, the two things I want to see that I really want to see these next two weeks is better run defense and winning the turnover battle. Yeah, Those are the two things the we need times. to. We cannot turn the ball over anymore. It can't happen. Yeah, it, we just do not win these games if we turn the ball over, especially if we turn it over first. We lose all momentum and everything gets all f***ed up. So, run defense, please keep them under a hundred yards the way you've done it the last couple weeks. This is just a weird ass game. And then turnover battle. That's I think what you do that we'll be humming. Mm -hmm -hmm. Thank you, <laughs> Robbie Menendez, for asking the question. <laughs> Let's move it on now to Fuego Wave. Certified fresh? No. Yeah. Dag yep. gum, dag gum, dag. You tell uh, me, is he certified fresh, Bulldog? I don't care anymore. Uh, shout so out to fresh. the Dark Bolt fan <laughs> as well. You both asked the same question, but I'm going with Fuego Wave, and it goes like this. Not gonna lie, we lost, but dang nabbit, it's really not as bad as that score makes it seem. We were in the game for a majority of it, but damn, our weaknesses are hell exposed when we are missing our entire f***ing secondary. Not to mention the fact we let a select few names run the ball so far down our throat that we were practically shitting out the ball. <laughs> but I believe this should be a huge wake-up call to get their shit together so we can pull through and make the playoffs. I still personally think we are going to at least the semifinals for the AFC. What are your thoughts? Sincerely, your favorite redhead, bolt the f*** up, okay? <laughs> awesome i love the positivity dude yeah. yeah i this could this could be one of those wake-up games like holy shit we just got our asses kicked by mm -hmm. the texans yeah we are not those guys no 
there's got to be some Which, personal accountability from these players on this roster. Right. And the guys that didn't play, hopefully they step they in. Watched. And, they sat and they, watched that crap. They got to feel it like we did. They were yeah. helpless like we were. So now they get to go back in and step it up. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, was it last season that when we lost to, was it the Jaguars? Jaguars? There was no, a game that we, was it the Browns? We lost yeah, to were, somebody. won a game. And then we oh, went on a those. big winning streak, a, a game that we should have won. I don't remember that. I'm just, trying to remember yeah, what the record was here. Let me. We weren't supposed to win a lot of games last year. No, no. we weren't. But um, <laughs> let's see. No, we weren't. No. Nope. Nope. We went. Uh, it was the Patriots. It was when we lost, when we, when we were shut out by the Patriots oh, yeah. and then we went oh, on that win streak. Yeah. Okay. This could be our Patriots game. Yeah. This, this could be, this could be that wake up game. Um, could be the, we're not second Patriots slash Baltimore game. So yeah. it could be the third opportunity. Yeah. This is really our third wake up call of the season. Yeah. Third wake up <laughs> call game. Let's third roll. Stop hitting the snooze button. It's time to wake up. Wake up. All oh, right. by the way, is our um, prophecy dead? I think so. It had to have died, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it had yeah, to have, right? It, that, yeah. Just, just, just take Hillary to that. the game. Everything will be fun. Yeah, okay. we'll get it back on track. Yeah. So, Fuego Wave, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Z the King One, who asked hey. the question. So, uh, that game was uh, brutal. And uh, while I still have several complaints with this team, I'm trying to uh, emulate guys uh, with a bit more of a uh, shameless positivity. So, in light of that, uh, what is your guys' ideal route to the Lombardi? In other words, uh, who needs to win and who needs to lose for us to uh, still make the playoffs and uh, have a ideal matchup in the first round? Uh, and who would that be? Hmm? Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we talked about it. the seventh seed is uh, that's our only shot. That's really what it's looking at. Unless these other teams just fall off the map and it doesn't look like, you know, Taylor yeah. with Indianapolis is going to be stopped running the ball and winning. And <laughs> there's a lot going on with those. So ideal matchup, though, like. A team that doesn't run the shit out of the ball. Yeah, a team um, with a weak run game, please. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> it's the Titans without Derrick Henry. I think that, that would, be, would be the ideal first-round playoff for us as or the seventh seed. Or a not fully 100% uh, Henry that yeah. is out Comes there. Back, rushes and, back. Yeah. Yeah. But if we get the seventh seed, boys, that means if we do get past that first week, guess who we're playing in week two? Tell us. Chiefs. Tell us, Kyle. <laughs> Say it again. It's All a good right. lineup. The Chiefs. Good lineup for us to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead again. That would be that would be ideal. That would be ideal. So Z the ahead King one, but that would be sweet. That would I mean, be seven seed is the only option we got, and they're the one seed, pretty much locked down. So that would be the route. All right. Well, there you go. Z the King one and shout out to Mike Nava. You guys both pretty much asked the same questions, but I went with Z the King one. So thank you guys for asking the question. Let's move it on now to cute wolves. Certified fresh. Wolves, there you sure. go. And <laughs> shout out to blonded surfer, Bozzy and Jason Dill. You guys all pretty much uh, asked the same question, but I'm going with cute wolves because it's too damn cute. It's certified fresh. And they certified fresh. Ew. So here we go. Is it time to question the decision or lack thereof made by Telesco? What needs to be done this offseason to right the ship and make a legitimate push with the crazy amount of cap money we have? I think Telesco did a good job with the offense. You can only do so many things at one time. <laughs> and it doesn't say that he it 
does a lot. Kyle, shut up. It, he got up to that point. Let's, let's just take it from last year. Where, okay, let's it, go back. It's just, <laughs> Story I, time. Let's, let's go back. I can't, I can't go too far back because then this point won't work. Um, <laughs> there continues to be a point where Telesco blew it. So yeah. let's pick the sweet spot that we can go back to. I think we, like I said. <laughs> All right, I give up. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, okay. I don't, I mean, I think the reason we have cap space is because so many guys are becoming free agents this year. Um, And I think there's going to be a really big overhaul of our roster. I think a lot of the guys that you think, oh, for sure, they're going to come back. I think there Mm -hmm. could be a big, a big shift because you need to add depth and to add depth. You can't pay these guys big time money at the top of your roster. You need to get the right guys at the right time of their career in the right spots and rebuild a lot of what we have. Because if you just keep repaying these guys to come back and you're paying them more than you did before because they're now on their second contract deal, now that leaves even less room for those backups that were backing those guys up. So uh, I think there could be a pretty big overhaul this offseason to get us to a place of better depth Mm -hmm. instead of kind of recycling what we've been doing and re-signing some guys and then not having money for the depth and then taking shots with Storm Nortons and Trey Pipkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vicious cycle. Yeah, I, I think the the questioning of Telesco is valid. Yep. Um, I, I think I'm kind of with Kevin that like my gut tells me that he's probably still going to be here next year, but I think it's understandable that you got... Didn't, you our, need- guts, didn't our guts also tell us that we thought Lynn was going to keep his job after those four wins? No, yeah, sure. yeah, I think our guts had started to change at the end of the season. Yeah, I, I mean, if we've guy. learned anything, don't, don't trust, trust our guts. guts. Yeah. Trust our guts. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, there you go. Cute wolves, <laughs> blonded surfer, Bozzy, and Jason Dill. Thank you guys. Sorry, for I all just killed Adam's point. He was about even murdering points yeah. all episode. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's just talking about killing things to start the episode off, and I've just been <laughs> killing points. Uh, let's move it on now to Bobby Caldrone. Who asked the question? I've been on the Justin Jackson bag wagon since he was drafted, baby. Hey, Chicago kid. And I've been waiting on a breakout game like today. But the best ability is availability, baby. And that's his weakness. If reasonable, do you re-sign him as an RB2? Stay optimistic. We got a playoff run to make, baby. Chicago way. I like yeah. that, Bobby. I don't think you can. Because of his injury issues, I you can't take that chance on him. Yeah, he's been hurt just way too much. And as right. you look to build a long term roster, you can't pay guys good money to be RB twos, especially at the running back position. They're just mm-hmm. they're no one's getting even big time talented running backs are not getting second contracts. So mm-hmm. I just don't see that ever. I don't see that being a possibility of him. Um, coming back to us um, and getting paid again. It, it, he might go get paid somewhere else that, that is desperate for a guy, but we already paid Eck. That running back two is going to be a cheap guy that we find in the draft or kind of try to coach up later around tree and see if he can do it next year. There you go. Yeah, I think he he's shown flashes. And yeah, yeah. he was he was basically the sole running back. I know that uh, Kelly got thrown in a couple times. I don't even, did Roundtree get a get a snap oh. or two? Yeah, I don't recall his name getting called. He so. hasn't. They're 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 going with Kelly over Roundtree at this point right now. Yeah, interesting. It is interesting. So I mean, yeah, if Jackson's your only guy, then yeah, he's going to have himself a heck of a game. But even when he has been healthy, playing behind Eckler, there's not been a ton of. He doesn't production. have that RB two pop. He he needs. Right. He's a guy that needs a lot of carries to get warmed up and get going. Yeah. 
He doesn't offer that big change of pace explosion opportunity. I will say, I I did notice in this game, there was a lot less of that shifting from side to side kind of business. Like he just, he found the hole. He was decisive. And I think that, and I think that's an attribute to probably Lombardi from seeing him in the off season on those. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Less shake and bake. Just go for it. You know, make make, be decisive. So kudos to you, Justin, for, for being able to grow in that regard. But uh, Bobby, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Daniel Lawallen. Who asked the question? Hola, bro, chachos. So, like, I feel like the eagle, pigeon, falcon, pterodactyl, hummingbird front needs to have a personnel overhaul this offseason. Like, Tillery may be a beautiful butterfly, but a giant Texas steel toad just squashed his ass. All is not lost. Can later on, dude. Uh, yeah, Tillery. Tillery's another guy that's like, Shown flashes of like maybe being good, but man, there's how do you trust a guy with a big contract when you have so many needs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's easy decision. Yeah. So I I think Kyle's right when he was saying that, you know, expect a pretty big overhaul of of this team because I think it's going to rely more on what Staley sees and who he expects or the the talent and skills that he sees in some of these other players to, to fit the scheme that he's going for. Yeah. So there you go. Daniel Wallen. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Caleb Ward and shout out to Chino doctor. Both the guys pretty much asked the same question and it goes something like this. Did Palmer show that he can step in for Mike Williams? If so, who are the two players we should go all in for this off season? I still Personally, I kind of hope we sign, re-sign Mike Williams. Like, I know there's probably some other guys we could move in and flex in, but like that, a jump ball. Like, look how good that's been this year for Justin. Like, it's almost like a checkdown in some ways where he can mm-hmm. just throw it up there, and you clearly don't have that with Palmer. Like, it's just it, it, maybe he can do something like it, but the confidence level with Herbert and Williams to just do that is, I think that's just irreplaceable in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah i agree i want mike will back um i think that you got to pay the guy but i think like we talked about you got to pick and choose i'd rather not overhaul the whole offense and the whole defense right um you know you got eck on there still keenan's still on his contract you're gonna have to change up wide receiver three because jalen's not going to be there anymore right Uh, but i think palmer slides in there and can make some plays in that position and then if you potentially draft somebody we have a ton of draft picks and um, I think that that could be another potential way that we go. I don't know that I just think there's going to be a big overhaul of this roster, um, mm-hmm. come this off season. But one of the guys that I would really like to keep is Mike Williams. I think he's been clutch. He's shown that he can do more out of his, um, he could be a bigger part of the playbook and man, some of these catches that he makes are so big and we did not have that on Sunday. Right. Wow. He didn't have the big deep ball, throw it up, go get the ball kind of guy. Or like winning, winning games. Like he, he's won quite a few games for us this year. And we just, without him, we just don't have that really. Right. You yeah. Know? yeah. I can, I can understand the arguments for not keeping him, but I think I agree with, with my guys. I think I'd much rather see him this year. Yeah. I'd much he's rather see him wearing well. some charger gear. Um, and as far as two players that we should go all in for this off season, I don't know, man. Like, 
I don't know if it, we got to see who we bring back first. Right. You know, we like, got to know who's who's coming back, who's I'm staying, not, who's not going. A, you could, you know, I, I think Tur with James, like I like you. You have the you know the risk of injury with him, but dude, like I think you have to. I think that's an easy one for me. Um, and then who who is somebody we could? It was a fifth year option. I think it was Mike Will. Like you could fifth year option him. Or you could go all in on him. Like I think no, those Mike, are the Mike Will is is already on his. Oh, his that's right. Sorry, he is year. on his fifth year. There's somebody else that was yeah. in fifth year. No, remember. Derwin James. We already we, we already we took him out him. next year. Yeah, yeah. So next year we pay him on that fifth year deal. He's getting like nine million bucks next year because we gave him his fifth year deal. I, mm-hmm. But we could franchise tag Mike Williams next year. Right. Yeah. It's a possibility. Yeah. There's a so, lot of things that are going to go on. So many moving pieces. There's, right. There's so much. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's we're a lot ready of free for agents. Yet. Yeah, we're not. We're ready still to in this season. We still are playoff hopefuls. Right. I'm still focused on this team that we got now. Yeah. So there you go, Caleb Ward and Chino Doctor or Dr. Drive, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Chino, uh, certified shout out. <laughs> certified shout outs to you guys uh, for asking the question, and we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with Jeremy, who asks the question, dear Ask Bolt Fam, listen. I know that the winning teams get all the fancy ladies, the clothes, the free creams and lotions, but my life is good. Really good. Really good. I get to wake up every Monday, 5 a.m. with another loss. It's the best. I love it. I get to lay in a bed by myself all of my life without a Super Bowl win. It's fantastic. But I'm tired of losing. I want to win. <laughs> I believe Herbert will lead us to victory with his bold powers because he's the best. Beneath his hair, we find the man. And beneath the man, we find his playoff nucleus. Nucleus. <laughs> but we will still win. You will see because it's in the Bible and the Lord loves and forgives all of his children, even the Raiders. Okay. Te amo adios, brother Ignacio. I love Nacho Libre so much. (laughs) Oh my God. And beneath the man we find is Nucleus. Those are good ones. The the poopies. Yeah, my favorite color is light tan. I like volleyball. You oh, were you so were pushing good. all of Coach's buttons there with I'm that sorry, question, yeah, I Jeremy. Couldn't, I couldn't keep down. I was <laughs> couldn't saying it along with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We, we want to wean. Um, <laughs> we believe in science. And we believe in science. <laughs> but, uh, and we believe in Herbert. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Let's go do this. Come on. Let's do it. Let's, let's make Come it happen. On, boys. Let's just go win. Let's just go. Let's I want to win. win. I want to be a great wanna... fighter. <laughs> Can't even beat up a couple guys in the street. <laughs> That's what it All felt right. like against Houston. Like, yeah. We want to be a great team. <laughs> we can't even beat up a couple of chuds in the Texans. <laughs> it is not the best. We need our eagle powers, our magical eagle powers. Yes. We need to eat from an eagle's egg. Yep. We need to go see a water gypsy about an eagle egg. <laughs> Desperately. Um, all right, so Jeremy, funny. thank you. For... Uh, thank you for the drawing, by the way. He did a oh, drawing. Oh, yeah, Jeremy did a drawing, yeah. which is shit. glorious of Nacho Libre. In the, it's on in our the Twitter gear. if you want to see it. It's amazing. It it's is in pretty his, damn his good. recreation clothes. Yes. <laughs> Nacho and his, rec- <laughs> his robes are stinky. <laughs> 
I just know everything. You just quote I'm sorry. the whole movie. Yeah, I know all the I love it. I love it. All right. Well, that's uh, pretty much it for Charge or Chat. But we, before we go out, we've got bolt predictions to make. Let's make them bold, gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be a rough game against the Broncos, who we've already lost to this season, but it's a new game. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, what are some of your bold predictions, guys? Go, Kyle. I don't want to go first. All right, I'll go first. I think it's going to be close because that's what it always is with the Broncos. Why not? Yeah, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna win twenty-one twenty. I think it's gonna be everything is gonna make us feel weird, and we're not gonna feel good about the game, and it's gonna be back and forth and twenty-one twenty Chargers. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't really have a bold prediction. Like I just. I want guys back. I want to win. At least <laughs> how about at least two thirds of the COVID list are back. Okay, that's bold. I guess. Um, I'm going to go screw it. We're being bold. I'm going to say yeah. we're going to score, right? We have our offense should be back intact from the COVID list. Our defense is going to be tough, but I'm going to say we're still going to score 30 points. I'm going to mm-hmm. go 30, 23, 30, 23 victory. Um, and my bolt prediction. Um, we hold them under a hundred yards rushing on the day. There you go. I like it. That yeah, would be pretty nice. I'm with Kevin. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think it's going to be 24-21. And I think... You said Austin Eckler was activated, right? Yeah, he's, he's activated. Back. I think Austin Eckler is going to get the winning touchdown. Okay. He's going to be... Back. He's going to be air guitaring in the end zone. He's going to win. He's going to win. I almost hit my mic. Sorry. That's okay. We'll let it down. I'm going to win. Um... <laughs> All right, gang. Well, that's it for this episode of Charger Chat. Thank you all for Man. asking questions. And that was not a fun one to get through, but we're through it and I feel better no, on the other it side. It was pretty damn fun. Hey, we had some yeah. pretty damn good No, laughs. I feel better on the other side. <laughs> right? I'm not going to lie. And yeah, only one way better. to go from here. Maybe, maybe up. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe up. Yes. All right. Let's all be like Zeus. Let's go <laughs> win this fucking game. All right. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here at Charge of Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you have a superstitious routine on game day? Do you need someone to make sure everything goes according to plan? Then you need Huggin' Duggin' Superstitious Game Planning. Do you need to make sure you've got the right socks? Call Huggin' Duggin'. Do you need to make sure you've got just the right amount of ice cubes in your drink? Call Huggin' Duggin'. Do you need to make sure your California burrito is made just the right way? Call Huggin' Duggin'. If you want to make sure your team wins on game day, don't delay and call Huggin' Duggin' Superstitious Game Planning today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.